What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. New, 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 new world Today order. is the Blue Chip Mindset Series number 42. Oh, my goodness. We're up to 42. <laughs> We're up to 42, man. This is where we take our time to reset on a hump day getting ready to do our best uh close week we're re- we're looking to close always be closing in this situation and we're heading into the third the fourth quarter of the economy the fourth quarter of the calendar year by the end of the month we're already at the midpoint of the month we're already at the midpoint we're heading into the fourth quarter of 2022 isn't that scare you that scares new, you. New, 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 new world that means 2023 mindset has to be established right now. And that's what we're doing here on the Blue Chip Mindset Series. You're looking at a guy, obviously. Uh, am I a millionaire? I would suppose, you know, this isn't a millionaire mindset. This is a money mindset. It's a mindset that is basically trying to put you in the best position that you possibly can. This is what we do here. Um, I know people want millionaires. You would like a guy that has a big fat roly watch a big old power suit, pinstripe power suit, and he's earned millions and millions of dollars giving you this presentation. Unfortunately, you can't afford that guy. So you're listening to CGA doing it. (laughs) All right. You're listening to CGA giving you this information. And the reason why we do this is because, listen, the game is to be sold and not told. That's That's what we all know in the hood. But at the end of the day, I'm working my way up to it. And this mindset has caused me to be who I am right now, who you're seeing right now, who you clicked on, whose face you clicked on. And at some particular point, I might be that guy in the power pinstripe suit giving you this information, but it's going to cost you $5,000 for an hour presentation. Okay, y'all ain't got that money. I got money. Until then, I'm working my way up to that position. And while I'm working my way up, I'm giving you information. All right, listen. That's what it is, and that's what it's going to be. Appreciate y'all for being here. Follow me on the um, – if you want to watch this stream and contribute via the Super Chat, which has been inactive or active over there on the Notorious CGA channel, as you guys can see over here. I haven't, I haven't had Super Chats for five months at all. So um, we do have Super Chats activated on the Notorious CGA channel. So you can go watch it over there if you wish to contribute that way. If not, you can stay over here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel and contribute if you want or watch for free. All right. Anyway, dollar sign CGA live is how you contribute here on the free agent lifestyle channel. Also Venmo coach Greg Adams TV is how you contribute over on Venmo and on PayPal. You can contribute via uh, paypal.me backslash coach Greg Adams. You'll see something like G7 performance training. All right. Which is an LLC and all that stuff. If not, you can go over to the CGA channel, notorious CGA channel. Anyway, anyways, we got a great show. Uh, today, let's go ahead and put up the subject matter. Wow, we got a, an interesting thing happening to our economy. I know you guys are watching. Uh, the reality is, is it too late? Is it too late to choose your direction? Not necessarily. You can change your mindset up. You can change your mindset. By the way, these are the most lowest rated uh, pieces of content that I do on my channel. But I do it. I'm committed to it. I'm committed to it because it to, it makes me feel better uh, to show a little bit of versatility or at least to show you what my mindset has been over the last five, six, seven years to promote the free agent lifestyle and what has changed my life. This has honestly changed my life. You guys have changed my life, but my mindset has also changed my life as well. And what I was willing to eliminate, we're going to talk about that in a minute, the burning house. I'm going to give you the analogy of the burning house. What do you want to, if, if, the, if the house you're in is burning, what are you going to go in there and hold on to? What are you going to keep? 
Are you going to keep anything? Are you going to run in there? There are three pieces of things that you can keep. Are you going to run in there and, and, and get, you can only get one or two. You got to leave three or four things behind. What are you going to hold on to? Think about that. The house is burning right now. The United States of America is about to come undone right, right now. You're seeing the poor getting poorer. You're seeing inflation rising. You're seeing markets crash around you. You're seeing people in some sort of a panic. You also see be people becoming rich. All right. I lived around rich and wealthy people pretty much all of my life. All right. I, I had them as clients. And so with that, they changed my life by giving me pieces of information that I'm sharing with you for free. All right. Um, and those people would never come on these hours and tell you the things that I'm telling you. They would never do it. So I'm always telling people. I, there was one guy who was like, you're the wrong person to be delivering this message. Guys, I'm giving you a sort of Robin Hood right now. I'm going to them, to the rich. I'm getting the secrets and I'm imparting them on you. And uh, truth be told, and I might talk about this later. If you're talking about a YouTube personality, <laughs> I don't I don't say how much I make. All right. I'm not going to ever tell how much I make. All right. Unless you're a part of a really expensive coaching program for YouTube. But if you're talking about a YouTube personality with X amount of subscribers, X amount of live stream viewers, that's not a poor person. <laughs> OK, listen, except for coach, except for me, I'm extremely poor. I can't even turn a dime over for some reason. For the people who are watching new, 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 new <laughs> world order. If you think a YouTuber is sitting over here going, uh, yeah, him. He he ain't making no money. He can't tell you nothing. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you. You're probably watching a millionaire. Not not me, though. Not me. You're probably watching somebody that has a little bit of money. But I'm poor. I can't figure it out, man. Somebody help me out. I can't figure it out, but it is what it is. But uh, listen, and I'm not a guy that uh, in flashy per se. I'm not the one that's flashy. I, I'm not a flashy character. Uh, as you can see, PNB Rock, you know, when you're flashy, man, you make yourself a target. Uh, about the flashiest thing I bought was my dream car. Okay. But not to say that I don't have flashy items. I just don't think that um, that translates well for a long period of time. Yeah, for, for a long period of time. But I'm broke. I'm broke over here. Where are we at here? I'm broke as hell. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Somebody says, about? I've never heard of a poor 9-11 owner. I know, but some people even still, I mean, they still see that, and they're like, that's a piece of shit, 9-11. I'm like, wow. I mean, boy. I mean, show your ignorance anymore. Can you show Can you show any more ignorance? But I'm poor. I listen. It's a rental car. As far as anybody knows, I don't own nothing. I own nothing. I don't have anything. <laughs> All right, anyway, let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. We're going to get over to PayPal first. Appreciate y'all for being here. PayPal now making me play games with this damn, I hate these damn, oh my gosh. When you got to do the puzzle, PayPal be like, do the puzzle to get back in. Oh, I don't want to do the puzzle. I was just in. All right, PayPal tripping. All right, what do we got over here? We got three, we got four people over on the PayPal. Appreciate y'all for being here. Delta Fox, the lesbian. I was looking for you yesterday. He says, you mentioned something on yesterday's live stream about women having bisexual friends. Well, after a few beers and uh, any form of alcohol, straight girls tend to go both ways, specifically flat back to Kaylee's. Yes, they do. And Shaniqua's. Uh-oh. He says, a lot of stuff happens in the club bathroom. Girls peeing next to each other and kissing their straight friends. Wow. Straight girls on alcohol are like spaghetti. Straight until they get wet and all of a sudden they're all squiggly rainbow friends uh guys if you really knew 
and I've worked around rainbow female women for 15, 16, almost two decades. What I know is they get more good looking women than you do many times. They get more women and good looking women than men do. Shout out to Amari McBride. Coach is so comical seeing black men on Twitter, young dudes and old ass dudes argue and debate what tricking is and shaming dudes who trick and not wanting to give women money. Meanwhile, being the lowest economic group on the planet Earth, shit don't make no sense. And it never has to me. I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking at it like you guys literally don't have your financial picture in order um, and as a group, as a group, as a group. As a group, I mean, lowest on the economic run, rung, and it's this whole argument about paying and don't spend no money and don't spend no money on dates. I'm like, boy, y'all don't really realize. Listen, um, we we format our show around relationships and dynamics between men and women. We don't talk about women. We talk about dynamics between men and women. With that being said, women have always been byproducts. They have always been spoils of war. They have never been the target, the goal, and then start from there. They have never, it's never been that way. Nobody has ever presented it that way until romance and fantasy. And I think when men start that way, this is the real shift in mind, right? Remember the burning house. What are you willing to hold on to? You got to go in there and get two things. You got 50, 11 things in there. Most black men will run in there and they'll get women first. They'll be like, okay, what is it? Oh, let me get my holes first. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? That's the conversation. And it's a mind shift. You know, it's the stuff that my rivals would call me a, a simp for or a guy with no game. Well, I'm going, I'm in a burning house. And literally this past decade for me, my life has been a burning house. Unfortunately, it has been. I mean, I've been having the, you know, I had a career shift. I lived in my car. My family fell apart, got a divorce, divorce court and all of that. I've been in a burning house and I had to run in and go, how do I reset my life? Girls and women were the last thing I was grabbing. Okay, so that's my mindset. It, 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 never, it never was, okay, I need to be better with women. That's going to save me from the burning house. That's going to go into the next decade. <laughs> it's, it's actually weird that people do this. And a lot of men, you're in a burning house. We're going to talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. You're in a burning house. And what it is, is you're trying to go in there and say, well, I'm going to still survive by hoes or not paying for dates. Your, your house is burning. <laughs> Guys, you're in trouble. And you're constantly in trouble because I still hear about oppression and all of these things. And the same group of guys are talking about tricking versus macking. I mean, I tell you, man, you guys have it ass ass backwards. Ass backwards. All right. Victor Jimenez says, Coach, my Karen boss is micromanaging me and I can't stand it. I'm at a breaking point of whether to put in my resignation or not. I have over a year's worth of saving and my side hustle has not taken off yet. Should I leave, leave for another job or what do you, what you suggest? I do tend to make my side hustles. Wait, I do intend to make my side hustle full-time one day, but I'm not sure when thoughts, my man, he cannot stand his Karen boss. That's not the first time you brought that up, but I would not leave until that's what I would say. I would not leave until everything is in order. Okay. That's what I would say. All right, but um, it's up to you. I don't know, man. I don't want you to snap on the woman. <laughs> I don't want you to snap on the woman, but you got to have guaranteed income until you get things rolling. That would be my point. All right. Uh, anyway, Sizzo, blue chip mindset. He says, Coach, I had two gorditas hit me up this week. Um, also, this morning, I heard over the radio about the Giselle Tom Brady situation. She was on Good Morning America talking about it. 
And I see it as a wake up call for the normie stay at home wives. So all say, oh, man. He says, wake up free agents, winter is here. So if Giselle is going to be the launch point for women to jump off of their marriages because their, their men work too hard or they're too focused on their careers, uh, that could be a jump off point for sure. All right, shout out to the co-sponsor, Teddy. Fast money, Teddy, we call you over here, Blue Chip. Live streams are undefeated. All right, we'll got about five more minutes of this. OG1, Wednesday and Sunday are the best streams. Blue Chip Mindset. And if you don't know, you can make an investment in yourself and join us on Sundays for the Money Mindset streams on Patreon.com backslash Coach Greg Adams. All right, shout out to you. Tyree says, Coach Britney Spears for prime and decline. She was really never that all of that anyway. The only thing Britney Spears did good was uh, put on that schoolgirl outfit. From there, it was downhill. Or <laughs> it was downhill from there. Jim Status says, John Deloney versus Moist Voice Watkins, who wins this WWE match. If if the winner is the one who does the most damage, it's John Deloney by a long shot. It's a squash match. It's a squash match. All right. Uh <clears throat> Travis. Travis on the Venmo says if men had a choice between endless wealth but no sexual sexual pleasure, 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 or endless peace leave but they would live penniless. Any young man would choose the latter. Peace leave is one hell of a drug. 100%. One hell of a drug. You guys would choose sex over money. And you do it all right. You do it already. I mean, listen, I get it. Listen, sex is fantastic. But you guys are be living with y'all moms talking shit to me on the internet. I don't get it. Albert Ingram says, I had to cut my mother off. Speaking of moms. Every time I hold her accountable, she would say, this is how you talk to your mother, or I'm still your mother, always gaslighting me. I just can't take her manipulative tactics anymore. A lot of us young black men go through this in the community. And most of the time, your mother was an abject failure in life, but she was not supposed to be a success. She was supposed to be under the leadership of a successful person, but she took this idea of trying to be a success herself, and she ran into the glass ceiling, and she has nothing to show for it. In essence, she she's holding on to you. And and shout out to the mothers out here. This isn't a means, this isn't a mean to not love your mother. Uh, but sometimes you got to give your mother a reality check herself. How many of you guys have successful mothers? Okay, I'll wait. Listen, there, there, there's some women that are successful. Like say, say for instance, you're a man and your mother's 50, 60, 70. How many of them are successful today? Like for a career, most of them went paycheck to paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, barely. Got lights turned off, utilities and whatnot. There are some there. There are some, but they're so few and far between that they're almost, uh, they stand out so much. Yeah, my mother is semi, she's successful. She's been a corporate woman all her life. However, however, <laughs> most of them hit the glass ceiling and they're going to be on Strugglesville. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. Let's go over to where are we at here. We need to go over to. We need to go over to the the super chats over on the notorious CGA channel. Okay. Let me see here. I, I gotta make this larger. King of King of Country says, Thanks for the daily grind and the useful information. If there's not anything that you pick up from me, is I, I if there's one thing I want you to pick up from me, is that fact that uh consistency, daily grind, putting your head down, committing to the things that start to work. All right, that's what I want you to pick up from you, and that's gonna turn into some of the things that you really want in the life. I don't focus too much in looking at stock portfolios, although that's important. 
I don't too much focus on that. I focus on what I'm doing and the results happen. All right, over time, Mr. Blow doubles up. He says, I, he says, I worked three senior level tech jobs this year and made $800,000. Good Lord. He started a business and preparing to use an SBA loan to buy another business all in one year. Building business, stacking money, preparing. This is not a game. Yeah, y'all worried about game? This game of life is not a game. Do not waste your time with this game bullshit. The life itself is a game. Learn this game before you learn the other game. If your game, you don't have a life game first before you have real game with women, it don't matter. And he says, work, stack, and prepare. In the Bible, Joseph used uh, the seven good years to prepare for the seven bad years. Seven years ago, I was broke. Now I'm in a position, in prime position for this crash. And if you don't know, I've been that's what I've been preaching in my free agent lifestyle book. I'm like, man, this is time to prepare for what's coming because I knew what was coming. New, 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 new world order. And I said, uh, get on now because if you wait too late, it's going to be too late. The seven bad years, we're here. We're here in the seven bad years. And it's just getting started. We got Albert West, and congratulations to you. And that's going to be a co-sponsorship. Albert Wesker's seeking arrangement, going to have more members than Facebook in 2023. Facts. Facts. And your girls, your friends, your girlfriends and your friends, they're all on seeking. Um, Billy the Kid, he says, I just have to make sure I wasn't dreaming last night. Super Chats are back. Yes, indeed. For now, to the haters figure it out. O'Neal Perez, I have a co-worker who's dating another female, uh, another co-worker female that went with their with her homegirl to Jamaica for her birthday. Hit him with the buzzer. Wait a minute. So you have a male co-worker dating a female co-worker and the female co-worker went to Jamaica to get them cheeks clapped. <laughs> oh, man. Kirby, and this is really small on my screen, favorite show ever, co-worker question how I can afford the expensive chicken wings on our local restaurant, Blue Chip Mindset, baby. Yes. I got money. Ooh-wee. Hey, man, I'm telling you, man, when you start doing things, people are going to look at you like, wait, how are you making this work in this economy? How are you doing this? How are you doing that? Do Keep your head down. Keep your nose to the grindstone, as they say. The results are always going to be, the byproducts are always going to be there. All right. What do we got here? Warhammer, regular men. We still got to watch their surroundings. Yes, we still got to watch our backs. Okay. People are hungry out here. We're going to go through that in a minute. People are hungry. They don't know where they're going to get their next meal. They don't know how they're going to fill up their gas tank. They don't know if they're even going to have a house over their head in the next coming months. This is where we are. So you got to watch your back out here and watch how you floss. See, th this is not the time to pop Chris style and get jiggy. This is not the time to pop Chris style and get jiggy. Listen, this is not the time to flex. Okay. You don't see that many people flexing today. All right. There are some people. I mean, the flexing has become to a minimum. People are not doing it. People are, people know that. There's desperation out here. We got four more. We're going to get into the show. ACDC, shout out to the mustache only gang in the building. Shout out to the brothers who only got mustaches. Maybe one day I'll go mustache only. <laughs> All right. Domain Stickum is back. He says, my boss can go to hell too. Wait a minute. Where's your boss? I've done some dumb things. And I'll do dumb things again. All right. Where are we at? Uh, Carlos Santana. What's up, coach? What are your thoughts on bankruptcy? 
Uh, let me let me skip to Octavius Melbourne. Appreciate you for the coffee. And my thought on bankruptcy is a lot of rich people have filed for bankruptcy. It's just a strategic move. Bankruptcy does not indicate that you are poor. Bankruptcy does acknowledge that you have a debt or several debts. And uh, some of your debts are not even, you can't even wipe them away, like child support and student loan. So, uh, but sometimes you can manage your funds better by filing for a bankruptcy. And it just depends on what, what you're doing it for. If you're doing it because you can't control your consumer spending, if you're overhead in child support and you have too much home loans, I, I mean, um, that, that might be problems that you need to solve yourself. It's kind of like going on a diet and thinking the diet is going to be the end all be all. Okay, but no, you need to really learn how to eat. That's your problem. You need to learn how to spend. But sometimes you might have a health crisis and your hospital bills pile up on you. And the only way out is a bankruptcy. However, when you file a bankruptcy, know that you got seven to 10 years where it's going to be difficult for you to qualify for, for rental properties, potentially. Now, sometimes these people over, like what happens is if you file a bankruptcy, sometimes people look at it and say, um, you're putting yourself in a better situation over after two years or three years in the bankruptcy. Because they say, okay, this person learned their lesson, they're starting over and they don't have the debt that a lot of people carry. So a lot of people probably would have been better filing a bankruptcy because all you did was live 10 years in hell anyway, trying to pay it down and you never paid it down, right? I'm going to pay these credit cards off. I'm going to pay my house off. I'm going to catch up on the uh, principal and interest. I'm going to do this. And then 10 years later, you caught up on nothing. All you did was double your debt. So um, it would have been better off because I don't want to live in seven years of bad luck in hell. What well, you did anyway. <laughs> so I'm not telling people what to do with it. But just know that a lot of wealthy people have used bankruptcies to their advantage, all right? And they've used it to bankrupt businesses or personal bankruptcies or whatever it is. It is what it is. It used to be a major stain on you personally. But if you think about this, the housing crisis cost a lot. The housing crisis of 2008, 2009 caused a lot of people to go into foreclosures, bankruptcies, et cetera. So how people look at bankruptcies today are how people look at tattoos today. Tattoos in 2000 were tacky, were trashy. Tattoos today, not so much, all right? Uh, it's not so much trashy. It's kind of like, oh, okay, you got a tattoo. Same thing with bankruptcies. More, a lot of people went through foreclosures. A lot of people went through bankruptcies and financial loss. So now it doesn't seem as a big stain, all right? It doesn't seem like a big stain. But uh, you can recover from it. But again, if you file it and you get back, like you don't fix your spending, you don't fix uh, your consumer spending. You don't fix your credit. You don't fix your spending habits. Uh, you still go out and buy uh, homes and you, you fell for the old uh, Airbnb thing. You know what I mean? Like if you don't fix your get rich quick scheme strategy, you're going to end up in bankruptcy again. So anyway, that's the whole point on that one. And then last one, E. Massey says for two gallons of gas. Thank you, brother, on the, on the uh, super chat. Thank you, brothers, on the Super Chat. Let's get into the business. What is the blue chip mindset? I always have to review this. Like I said, for the people who are joining me, I know you're waiting for a very, very, very wealthy person to sit here in their power suit, pinstripes and all, to sit here and give you this information for free. Well, it ain't going to happen. You are here with a YouTuber who YouTubers do make millions of dollars. I'm not going to tell you what I make, but YouTubers can make a It's full of money. And uh, you really don't know who you have sitting here. I know you see me in this old Navy T-shirt and you're like, look at this broke ninja. All right. And he's sitting there in his one bedroom studio apartment. I know you try to figure this out, but I'm not a flex person. All right. The only thing I flex is that 
All right. And that's going to be a temporary point of my life. That's why I flex it because I don't, I'm not going to have it forever. And if I do have it forever, it is what it is. But this is what you have here. You have a person that is self-employed, started his own business, was homeless 10 years ago. I hate telling the story, but I keep having to remind you, I dug myself out of the dirt this past decade. Okay. Family was completely destroyed, changed my career, really went on and risked everything. I pushed all my chips into the middle of the table. I took tremendous risks and gambles to be here. All right. You might think this is nothing, but you didn't really know where I came from. All right. So this is a significant approach. And what I had to do was change my mindset. to what we call the blue chip mindset. Okay, The blue chip mindset is already in our lexicon. The blue chips are the elite. The blue chips are the most highest value. The blue. So the mindset is you're trying to get to this value. You're trying to actually change your mindset to get this value. When you change your mindset to get to this value, sometimes it might take you a year. Sometimes it may it might take you several years. So for some men that don't have as many liabilities, they can turn it around in a year. And this is why I always inform men running around chasing women is a useless most is going to create more liability than it is going to create assets. As a matter of fact, it creates no assets. All it does is give you her assets. What you need to do is I know most men would like to be a little bit more wealthy than they were yesterday. So this blue chip has already been on our lexicon. So what is the blue chip mindset? Blue chip stock definition. And the blue chip stocks definition are large companies and reputable companies typically possessing a well-known brand and a large, long track record of success and operations. Okay, so that's the blue chip companies. What about the blue chip recruits? There it is right there, blue chip. This is why we call it the blue chip mindset. Blue chips represent uh, the top recruits in the nation, four-star, five-star recruits, and every university fights for these recruits. What about the movie Blue Chips? It was about a university that fell on hard times. They were a traditional winning program, and then all of the other programs around them started to cheat, and this program said, hey, we need to go after the blue chippers. How do we need to do it? We need to start paying some money. We need to start paying these guys. I got money. Eventually, this is what has become of the NCAA. They're paying their players. So this 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 mindset started kind of with this movie revealing what college programs were going to going through and uh, eventually having to go pay their players to win. Uh, what about this blue chip reputations, colleges with blue chip reputations? Obviously, the Ivy League has the blue chip reputations, but they also have all Ivies like Cal Berkeley's on all Ivy. Uh, some of these small private schools are UCLA certainly is an all Ivy. All right, these are all blue chip reputations. All right, so these things have been in the lexicon for a long time. Why do you have me here presenting this again? I've been around people with money. I lived around them. I've seen what it takes. I've also seen them become very wealthy when you're becoming poor. While people are complaining and they're saying the middle class is being eroded and they're saying the poor people are getting poor and they're saying oppression. At the same time, I go to South Coast Plaza in Santa Ana I see these people still spending money. I see Asians spending money. I see white folk spending money. I sometimes see ninjas in there spending money. And I also see, uh, you know, a Middle Eastern people spending money. There's money here to be made. But I often see it's the wrong mindset that is making people poor. It is making you impoverished. The wrong mindset. For instance, this whole piling in five pe generations of people in the poor mindset all in one house. And I'm going, that's not going to help you out because you don't have any opportunity to grow. Most of these people don't want to put their pants on one leg at a time. They want to just jump into some sort of wealthy scenario and they think their life is going to change by scratching off lottery tickets. It ain't going to happen. 
you got to get out of those mindsets. You got to get out of that mindset. You got to leave these people behind. Most people don't want to leave these people behind. You don't want to leave people behind. You think everybody's going to rise together. No, the cream rises to the top. Everybody ain't coming up together, especially if they got a poor mindset. Now, they are going to think, let's say you rise up and all of these people are there watching you rise. They're probably going to drag you back. Or when you rise, they're probably going to put their hand out and go, bing, 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 give me some money. I got money. They think you they think that you owe them something because you all were in this poverty mindset together and you came up. Absolutely not. You got to leave these people behind. You got to leave the community behind. And the community is not going to rise up to the top. It's not. We already know this. There's all this lip service. You got this damn rapper that got deleted in front of his damn daughter. When are you guys going to pay attention to this? We've got to stop the violence. Yeah, man, I've been hearing that for 40 years. We got to stop the violence. It ain't going to never change. Some people just got to leave the situation. I haven't seen many brothers going to the suburbs getting deleted. The only one that I can think of is Amar Arbery, Ahmad Arbery. He'd probably be the only one, but he wasn't even in the suburbs. He was in the trailer park. So that's what I'm talking about. OK, I don't see stories of brothers going there and they making it hard for you in the suburbs. All right, I don't see that. But you guys are afraid to leave. I ain't going there. It ain't safe. It ain't safe in your damn neighborhood. If you really want to know, the violence will escalate. Illinois has a purge law. The violence is going to escalate. It ain't going nowhere. And there's no loyalty related to color and violence. There has never been. As a matter of fact. There's a direct correlation between color and violence. <laughs> there's a there's a direct connection between that, despite the fact that what you want to believe, there's a connection between your people and violence. You guys are closely associated. What are we talking about? <laughs> and it's going to be closer or closely associated because violence and proximity is uh, correlated. Okay, it is what it is. Violence and proximity. Nobody drives out way out there to the suburbs in the house in the hills and commits violence acts. It's very rare. They go to who got what the closest. Anyway, <laughs> let's get into this thing right there. This is the blue chip mindset. I'm looking to motivate someone, but I don't call it motivation. I call it inspiration. I want, I'm looking to inspire at least one person here tonight to change their life. It doesn't have to be each and every one of you. If you buck on this message, I don't care. I mean, I don't care in the aspect of you're the one losing. I'm not, I'm not losing. I'm not losing. And no, this doesn't have to do with sociopolitical. This has to do with economics. This is what we argue over here. What are the economics of the situation? All right. I don't care about the socio or political realm. Does it have someone to, uh, does one affect the other? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, this is pure economics. We're not talking about race, class. We're not talking about any of that. We're talking about economics. <laughs> All right, here we go right here. The rich will get richer and the poor will get poorer. Oh, choose your position now. As a matter of fact, you should have chose your position a long time ago. All right, but there's no better day than today. So listen, when should you start? Yesterday. Let me show you something right here. Let me show you something. This is in a time where gas prices, gas prices are rising, but they are coming down now. The cost of food and, and, and supplies and all of these services are rising. It was in the middle of summer. Your air conditioning bill was probably outrageous, especially if you lived in the desert. California was experiencing a lack of what? 
a lack of access to some of these supplies. So they were putting your ass on the grid. They were like the grids, the grids having a problem here. So what we're seeing here, let's check out. Let's take a look at what's to come. Let's take a look at what's to come. The eviction moratorium is now going to start falling off in major places during the fourth quarter and the first quarter of 2023. We're going to show you this and prove it. And now you're going to have people acting like they didn't see this coming. Many of these, look at these, many of these, your mammy, or your mammy. I'm sorry to say, man, uh, you guys have been living good, but you don't see what's coming. It says right here, with federal moratoriums no longer in place, Illinois extends their ban on eviction enforcement to what? October 3rd. What day is it today? This is, ah, this is September 14th. So Illinois, mostly Chicago, is about to go through it. As many as 60,000 households statewide are vulnerable to evictions this year, according to Illinois Department of Human Services, with moratoriums expiring and rent assistance slow to reach those who need it. Tenants may be at a loss to understand their options. Oh, we're in trouble here. I'm not going to read the entire article, but a lot of people are going to be in trouble here. All right. And this is going into 2021. Okay. Okay. What's going on here? Los Angeles. Going into next year, their rental moratorium was extended to June of 2023. June of 2023. Los Angeles. We know Los Angeles is already a hellhole right now. Imagine if they don't extend this. And many people who actually are investors and had rental properties and uh, they, they rent it out to people who are using this moratorium against them. These people are financially affected. All right. But also these people are, once this ends, you're going to have massive rampant, rampant homelessness in Los Angeles. So it got extended to June, 2023. That means the barbarians coming, but they extended it three times. It says right here, phase one, phase two. All right. Phase three. So they're doing this in phases and people are going to start getting hurt. What's going on here? What's going to be the effect? Okay, you guys saw the stock market yesterday. All right, inflation report sends the Dow to worst day since June 2020. Uh, this is somewhat of a slight overreaction because the, the points that they were looking at were very minimally. Uh, but also, this is also uh, uh, an idea of what's going to be headed into the future because the inflation rate is going to continue to rise until the Fed keeps fighting it back. The Fed is trying to push these rates back. But, but the problem was the rates increased and they were surprised, I guess you could say. They were surprised. New, 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 new world order. All right, they were like, oh, we're surprised. Okay. What's that also happening here? It says right here, this is an article from this morning. This morning, the Fed could crash the housing market. Okay, now I'm not one to believe in what the media is telling me 100% of the time, but many times they're going to give you a warning shot. This is not a surprise. This is not a surprise. If anybody has any idea about real estate in the markets or whatnot, and you're looking at an individual, I have a real estate license myself, sold a little bit of real estate and did a few mortgages, and um, enough to go through weekly meetings and learn about this industry. Everybody knows what's coming. If you don't know what's coming, you don't know what's coming. In this situation here, obviously, the housing market is going to slow down. Right. Many of you overpaid. If you bought houses in the last year or two, you overpaid for them. Everybody knew they overpaid for them. And now it's starting to flatline. And the Fed is fighting against inflation. Essentially, what they're going to do is 
they're going to stagnate that the they're going to actually make the cost of financing homes a little less attractive for people. That means people are probably going to not buy when they probably could have bought a year and a year and a half ago, maybe two years. So then the prices are going to fall slightly. OK, we're seeing that now or they're going to stagnate forcing people to not be able to sell, and it basically cools off the housing market. We already knew that that's what was going to happen, okay? But a lot of people never knew it. They never anticipated it, or they hoped it wouldn't happen. But the Fed intent was to cool off the housing market. That was their intent. That's why they got into raising the interest rates, and they're raising them incrementally, and I believe they're probably going to raise it two times, maybe three times more. I don't know. I'm not an expert. But everybody knew, knew that this was going to happen. But now that it's happening, they're wondering what's happening here. They're trying to adjust their plan midstream. It's okay. But it's going to cause people, um, eventually, if the housing prices go underneath where people pay for them, this is going to force you to be stuck into your home, right? This is going to force you to not be able to refinance if you got into a financial crisis. There's no refinance. Why would you refinance to a higher rate? If you refinance to a higher rate, that's desperation. Okay, you're out doing it out of pure desperation. So it's causing cause you to not be able to move or move from these houses. You can't you can't sell. You won't be able to sell. But it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, for people who wanted to do this, if you figure you want to live in your place for the next 10 to 15 years, well, that's what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. Uh, what do we got here? Um, this this article right here, Yahoo Finance, housing market is in much worse shape than the Fed wants to admit. This is according to the economists, and there's right here. Uh, the housing market plays a big impact on what we do in our world because this causes banks to be able to lend money. When they can't lend money, they got to find other ways to do uh, hold on to the money or or lend money out for them to make money. If they can't lend money out and people aren't borrowing money, that's going to affect the economy. That going to affect the economy greatly. It says dated this week on new home sales and pending home sales reflect sharp drop. And this is in August 2024 from last year. And so the impact of higher interest rates continuing to have on prospective buyers. Okay. So these aren't anything new. We're just showing you, we're just showing you what's happening in this situation. Now for the normies, the ham and eggers, this is what's happening right now in front of you. And this will greatly impact you over a period of time in which we're going to get to it. Check this out. My computer might shut down. I got so many tabs, I got to close them. Why does the Fed raise interest rate? Uh, why does the Fed, Fed care about inflation? We're going to come back to that. Let's go back to this right here. Skip, skip ahead. Look at that old Fox News flatback. The most millionaires are created when market crashes, when the market crashes. Here's how. So one thing we have to understand is uh, inflation. I do have a chart on inflation. Now, hopefully I can find it here. In recessions, how long does a recession last? They say we're in a recession. Some people say we're not in a recession. Uh, let's hear if Joe Biden says we're in a recession. I've done some dumb things. Oh, and I'll do dumb things again. Oh, I'm sorry. That's the wrong clip. Joe Biden, I was going to roll the clip of him saying we're not in a recession. We're actually in a good shape. But in this situation, when there's bad economic times, your mindset is going to create the new millionaires or it's going to make more poverty. This is where you have to choose. So a lot of people can sit around and complain about this opportunity. I mean, the, this time place, but this time is where you're going to make the most millionaires. <laughs> okay. This is the one. And they're giving you this information uh, right here. Uh, bear markets create a long transfer of wealth from 
from the investors who sell off their holdings during a market crash correction or a market correction to those who are buying the dips. It happens almost once a year, but in recessions, this is when most millionaires are made. Uh-oh. I got money. I'm going to say it one more time. It happens almost once a year, but in recessions, this is when the most millionaires are made. The reason why is that um, all the retail traders that panic and sell off basically transfer all of that wealth to people who keep calm and keep steady and buy the dip or invest in themselves or stay steady or change their mindset. Are you still going to chase hoes in the recession? If you're still chasing hoes in a recession, if you're still dating in a recession, if you're trying to still get women to understand how they messed up by choosing feminism in a recession, you're a fool. Your absolute mind, you're, it's mind boggling. This is the wonderful thing about going your own way, free agent lifestyle. You're an idiot <laughs> if you're doing this. It's pointless. Do you realize this is when most millionaires will become millionaires? And listen, it doesn't even have to be millionaires. What about financial freedom? Let's just call it financial freedom because people are like, yeah, oh, millionaires, it doesn't matter. Money doesn't matter. Money's the root to all evil. All of these things defeat this mindset. Let's just call it financial freedom. I know most people would love financial freedom. Financial freedom is cool. But let's talk about financial freedom. Okay. Let's not say millionaires. Financially free. Okay. Most people who become financially free are in this market right now. They're not chasing ass. As a matter of fact, they getting some and they're getting it from the celibates. <laughs> they're not, they're not getting it from women that love them. Many of these men are married, by the way. We'll talk about that. But many millionaires are married. Doesn't mean they ain't getting divorced, though. Where's my chart here? Says investors should avoid buying stocks that have generated too much attention from the general public. Undervalued assets are typically the ones being sold off. And they go in and go in and go in on this one. Listen, I'm not here to read all of these articles. But the reality is many companies, many blue uh, chip companies were created during depressions and recessions. When there's a recession, more millionaires are created and more poor people. The middle starts to whittle down. Some people in the middle go wealthier or financially free. Some people in the middle go poor, go broke, period. That's what's going on there. And if you know this, you can prepare for this going forward. If you wanted to know here, let's go ahead and pull this chart up. So we're in a we're in the recession. They're not they don't want to call it that. So I'm not telling you what to call it. But we're in a recession. I mean, it's pretty much undeniable, but it is what it is. How long does a recession last? This is going to be a good bit of information because this is the lag that I was talking about the other day. Again, I'm not an economist. I'm a realist. I kind of see what things are. I'm a watcher. My name defined Gregory is watcher, the watcher. I'm good at watching and interpreting and going, okay, let's see what's happening. And I know something called recession lag. I've been involved in really one major recession, but three or four small recessions in my entire life. Okay. And I'm only in my forties. Okay. So I know there's something called the lag and the lag is by the time they claim something's a recession, by the time they say it's a recession, there's a period after that where the recession is felt. So people think when there's a recession, you're feeling it now. You're feeling the worst of the worst now. They say a recession, this is the worst. And that's not true. By the time they 
say there's a recession, there's a lag period in which it gets worse. Mm. <laughs> now, it's going to get worse before it gets better. By the time they figure out, oh, well, technically we're in a recession, there, you've already started the lag. Okay, that means, let me just show you here. Let me just show you on this chart. Uh, let me see if I can make this larger. And that's what she said. Are you tired of that dad joke? People are giving me the things here, translation. Here it is right here. How long does a U.S. recession last? And they all last in different lengths. In the U.S., the National Bureau of Economic Research is the authority that defi defines the starting and end date of recessions. According to the NBER data, the average U.S. recession lasts 17 months in the period between 1854 and 2020. So they took all of the recessions and they combined it. They say, how long did it last? 17 months was the average. 17 months was the average. So we are getting the early indications of we're getting the official word recession. But we're in the lag period in which it's going to be painful for the next few months. We don't know. It says right here. From 1945 to 2020, the average recession length is about 10 months. So let's just give or take. 10 months, which was the shortest one, which was the most recent one, which was the one in response to the C-19. And that was only two and a two and a half months, three months. Nobody really remembers that. That was just the slowing down of the economic system. And then they tended to start planning to hand out welfare checks. Okay. But. Typically, let's say 10 to 17 to 18 months. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania runs wild on you? Let me just recorrect this. What are you going to do in the next 10 to uh, 24 months? Let's just say 24. What are you going to do between the next 10 and 24 months with your life? Because we're here. We're here. The barbarians at the gate. We're here, and it's, we're going through this for the next 10 to 24 months. What are you going to do? Are you going to chase ass? Are you going to continue to argue with me that game is the most important thing in your life? Or are you going to go out there and go, shit, I need to course correct now? I should have course corrected yesterday. The women that you're involved with are broke. Let's just say it right here. The women that you're involved with are broke. They're not going to help you build a damn thing right now. They're in desperation. This is not the time to try to look for love and move in and get married. This is not the time. You can do that later if you want to. The people who you're going on dates with are absolutely broke and they have no plan. Trust me, they don't. Are you willing to roll the dice on them? Or are you willing to go, okay, CGA is on to it. And I've been telling you, we were going to go here anyway. This is why I wrote two books and a... 24-month period identifying that we're in trouble, we need to course correct, or the course correct will be forced upon us. Now, the course correction is forced upon us. When I wrote the book, it was not. Course correction was an option. Free agent lifestyle was an option. Now, there's no choice. You got to go free agent. You got to go for Do me a favor. Hit the like button in here. Here we go. All right. Um, let's see here. Last point on this one is this, and I want to play a video for you. Something I've been sharing with you, something I've been sharing with you. And, and by the way, the people who are trying to date 
are you dating people that have a good mindset or a bad mindset? Just ask yourself this. The people who are trying to get into relationships, the women that you're exposed to, do they actually have good mindsets? Are the mindsets there that, that you're meeting, you're like, oh, this person's got their head screwed on straight. <laughs> no, these people are out of their mind, bro. These people are broke. They're desperate. These people are putting unreasonable standards upon men. These people are in dire straits. Many of them being evicted. All right, I had a young lady that came over. She was like, woof. She was like, I barely made it through this month. Your rent's due, motherfucker. And she was pinging my phone, pinging my phone, pinging my phone. I'm like, man, would you relax? Relax. Don't do it. Mental health is declining. You got people deleting themselves, jumping off of 18th story. New York is going crazy. I got to pull up a chart and it might crash my computer. Speaking of crashes. But um, let's play this video, perhaps. I've been telling you about the cash flow quadrant. And this is what we're talking about here. This is the thing that can really change your life. Let's take you to a video here on Instagram. Uh, where is it? Is this this? Nope, it's this one right here. Okay, this is one right here. Okay, here we go. I'm giving somebody some free pub. I've been telling you to understand this cash flow quadrant. When I read this book back in... I read this book back in 2002 or 2003. This book changed my life. There's several books that change your life. And don't think you got to read 18, 50, 11 books to change your life. Find two or three books. Two or three books can change your life. Start with the free agent lifestyle and then go from there. there. You don't need 100 books. All right, get three books that you read and go, God dang, this one changed my life because it really under made me understood, stand the economics of the situation. Most people are employees. This is how you try to get through it. Now, some people become very much financially secure as an employee. It just takes longer time and you contribute more taxes back to the system. It's okay. Being an employee is okay. All right. Being a wage slave is all right. Most people are broken in poverty. Matter of fact, matter of fact, if you did not get a raise in the last two years, you lost money. If you did not get a raise in the last two years, you lost money. Just take inflation, take your wages. You were broker from year to year. That's all that happened. And so that's what happens when you become a wage servant. When you become a wage servant, your, your wages do not rise as inflation rises. That's just all that happens and you lose money. And then they start changing the tax code and then you lose more money. Okay, you lose more money. This is all a mindset, but probably 80, 90% of our world uh, forces you or educates you to become an employee until you start re-educating yourself and you go, wait a minute, I can actually take a risk. I can gamble, self-employed, self-employed, as you can see more taxes, but more opportunities to earn more money. But obviously businesses get less taxed. And there's a reason why I'm gonna play a video as to show you why businesses get less taxed. The normie is upset when businesses get less tax. What they'll say is Donald Trump didn't pay taxes. Jeff Bezos didn't pay taxes. Well, they run a business in which they do something that the government cannot, thus they get tax breaks. But as an employee, you do something that a monkey can do, thus you get no tax breaks. Sorry, I have to, this is how I... This is how I explain things, because this is the way it's going to stick with you. 
You do something that the probably the government created. Thus, the government says you're a monkey and I tax you. Okay. But when you don't do when you do something that the government can cannot do, they give you breaks. Okay. Anyway, let's go ahead and explain it. Ca cash flow quadrant. Wait a minute. It's time to read Rich Dad's Cash Flow Quadrant from Robert Kiyosaki. I didn't know he had music on the background, so I'm gonna have to explain it. Um, let me see something. Okay, so he has music in the background that they're probably gonna copyright. So I've explained this so many times on the Blue Chip Mindset. There's four quadrants. That's why they call it a quadrant. All right, they split it down the middle here and the employee goes here, that is E, self-employed, self-proprietor, 1099, or a person who is um, um, uh, has their own operation. They're going to be taxed higher. You can write some things off like crazy and hopefully the somebody don't come knocking on your door. Okay. But you can write things off like crazy. Plus, you know, you're going to get taxed at a higher percentage. Okay. That's going to force you to become more business minded. And thus, uh, sole proprietors probably make more than employees. And on a particular month, your income can fluctuate like crazy. An employee is going to make $2,500 this month. As a sole pro proprietor, you can, you can make $10,000 a month. You can make 15, 20, 30,000 dollars a month. Okay. Um, and that gives you more leverage than the employee. You have to know that the next month you can make zero, though. So be careful as a sole proprietor. You have to make sure your hustle is real legit so that you're getting that money per month. Businesses, then you start leveraging other people's time. You might pay now. I hire people. And I don't want to tell you how much I pay per month that goes out for the people that I hire because you guys would be like, how? It wouldn't make sense to you. But I have people that work for me in essence, and it is a business. And thus, I create, I actually feed people. We've been talking about this in delegation. If you've been checking out the money mindset streams, I feed people. I'm responsible for paying people's rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. A portion of what I create creates income or revenue for someone else. That would be a business that you're in the business mindset now. And at, at that point, now, since you employ people or people work for you or do work for you, you can write that off or you can actually say, I contribute to these people. These people then can use it as taxes and whatnot. You have to organize it right. Then you get tax break. And you get to use their talents and leverage that to produce more revenue for yourself. So the goal is when you hire people, you're using their talents to create income streams for yourself or more revenue for yourself. You're not just hiring people to throw away the money. The focus is I'm going to hire these people and then over time, I'm going to make more money. That's what you do. Now, that's helping people. That would be called helping the community. But most people want me to give them the money, and then I get no chance to actually um, make that a return in my investment. That's not how you use money. This is why people don't help people, because you're telling me to give the money, and it does nothing for the individual, or it does nothing for the community at large. All right. Uh, let's see here. I don't know if you guys can see this. And then the final phase, the final boss of making money is the investment stage. This is how you use your favorite words, residual, compound, and passive. If you've seen my vlog on this one, I broke this down. This is how you use compound interest to become crazy wealthy 
And because you're doing this, you're doing something that the government cannot, or you're actually investing in the government via stocks, via bonds, municipal bonds, and so forth and so on, real estate, the government's going to give you significant tax breaks. Significant tax breaks. You're an investor. You're an angel investor. You invest in other people's businesses. You use your money to be able to create money, money for yourself. You get significant tax breaks for this. Take a look at the tax structures right here. Employee, 40%. Sole proprietor, 60% in theory, but you're making more money than the employee, potentially. Business, business gets significant tax breaks and you hire people and you can leverage that cost against you. Or you can leverage that cost against you to make even more money. And then investment, you go, you're using less time by be, by be creating something residual or investing in the government or what? Investing in yourself to get compound interest. Now you're getting more tax breaks. This is the cash flow quadrant. If you want to read a book that will change your life, I started off with Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then eventually got to Cash Flow Quadrant. Rich Dad, Poor Dad changed my mindset, but then Cash Flow Quadrant took it to the next level because I've been more sole proprietor, business oriented in my entire life. You know, I started my first business. I registered my first business at 18 years old. Okay. And don't be ashamed. Businesses fail all the time. So just because a business fails doesn't mean the business owner was a failure. Businesses fail all the time. And what you do is you take what you learn, start your next business, and then you go, I'm ahead of the game because I've already learned how the first business failed. I'm going to take what succeeded, learn from what failed, and then I'll be a success. Mm. Oh, boy. Last point on this, and we'll get to the contributions. Okay. Check this out. This woman's going to explain taxes for you. That pay the highest taxes are employees and self-employed people because they don't have many deductions. They don't have many deductions that they can take to offset their income against the taxes. So the people that benefit are business owners and investors who pay a lot less in taxes. And the reason they pay a lot less in taxes is because the taxes are just an incentive system. They're an incentive. So the government will give you tax incentives if you're doing things that the government cannot do. So when we buy apartment houses, we're providing housing. Government can't provide housing, not a lot of it. When we invest in oil and gas, the government is not going to look for new energy supplies. So we are investing in things that the government wants us to invest in. And by doing that, we get tax advantages. People don't understand that. They think if you make a lot of money, you should pay the bulk of taxes. In the world of taxes, unfortunately, the people that pay the highest taxes are employees and self-employed people because they don't have many deductions. They don't have many deductions that they can take to offset their income against the taxes. So the people that benefit are business owners and investors who pay a lot less in taxes. And the reason they pay a lot less in taxes is because the taxes are just an incentive system. They're an incentive. So the government will give you tax incentives if you're doing things that the government cannot do. So when we buy apartment houses, we're providing housing. Government can't provide housing, not a lot of it. When we invest in oil and gas, the government is not going to. Okay, so we heard that part already. That's Kim Kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki's wife, who used his money to leverage and buy Kim Kiyosaki. She's an asset, okay? She's an asset. Don't think he bought a stupid, dumb wife. She's divorcing him to kingdom come, though, if I'm not mistaken. All right. But anyway, um, I think they're getting divorced. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're divorced. <laughs> yeah, so he got he had to pay for that one. I got money. All right, but sometimes you got to use your money to create an asset. I'm sure he got his money back on that purchase. Shout out to yeah, yeah. She took him. She sent them over to Fresh and Fit. All right, he was on Fresh and Fit after she divorced Grape in the Kingdom Come. Um. Anyway, where's my high dare you? I I lost that. She said. I looked at it as I have an ATM between my legs and I just, I'm just using it. All I got to do is put my card in and that's it. And put the pen number and boom, money just comes right out. Yeah, man. And if you're investing, if you want highly attractive women, I'm just letting you guys know. I'm just, I'm letting you guys know they are for sale and not in that aspect, not in the fact that you're going to get caught in the police thing, <laughs> but, um, you're fooling yourself if you're just going to use your personality. By the way, I actually had a um actually had a tweet where I'm trying to get men to really understand this. The guys that say don't leave with your wallet. Don't leave with your wallet. You know what you sound like? You sound like attractive women saying, "I want a man that loves me for my brain." Okay? That's what you're talking about. All right, so obviously she has an asset. Her asset is her beauty. But sometimes even ugly women do this. Well, I want a guy that doesn't want me for my body. I want a guy that wants me for my mind. Well, th that sounds like don't leave with your wallet. That's the it's the exact same thing because what you're saying is I want a woman that likes me for my personality, which most of you have none. I'm just letting you know right now, most of you guys don't have no personality. This is why you got to manipulate people on the on the marketplace by running games. Your personality fades over time. Why? Because you're actually focused on getting your wallet in order after you get the woman that loves you for your personality over here, Mr. Personality. All right, don't leave with your wallet. Leave with your personality. That's the same thing as when attractive women or semi-attractive women go, no, don't love me for my body. Love me for my mind. You don't have no mind, bird brain. <laughs> what are you talking about? What? <laughs> what mind? <laughs> what mind do you speak of? Like, you're not that smart. You're, you're not as smart as you think. I like your body is much better than your damn intelligence. I'm going to just lay. I'm going to lay. <laughs> your body sells more than your mind. I'm letting you know that right now. Same as you goofballs. No, don't leave with your wallet. Leave with your personality. I want a woman that wants me for my personality. You ain't got one, sir. You got no charisma. You're boring. You're, you're, you're a uh, monotone. I go to sleep looking at you. Then you start talking and I'll be like. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? So then when you go up the ladder of beauty for women, they obviously they obviously can leverage that. And the ones that are smart leverages it because they know it's going to fade. My God. So, again, I think I think these mindsets are screwed. You you obviously have a resource. You have an ability to attract a certain resource based on the resource you have. Attractive women can attract more quality men and typically. But then they say, well, I don't want I don't want to be known as that. I'm not going to leverage that. That's the same thing as guys say, don't leverage anything you have. Make them love you for your personality. Goofy. It's goofy. Both of, both of them are the same, and both of them are goofy. I think people need to realize what's going on. That would be like, I, 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 again, a lot of people don't realize that it's always been a buy system. Whether you talk about uh, people trading chickens and roosters and cows and real estate and land for access to the daughter. 
or vice versa. You, uh, the, the, the father pays you to take the daughter and say, knock her up. She got wide hips. She'll give you five big, strong kids that can, uh, that, that can plenish this land out here. It's always been transactional until you guys, you damn hopeless romantics got in here and ruined it. By the way, since romance and fantasy has been the way to find a mate, the, 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 the ability to hold on to mates have been the worst in the history of the world. In the history of the world. There's been more divorce and more fractured relationships and more uh, sexual highway. There's been, it's been disastrous. Not only that, it's been disastrous since women have been able to choose their own mate as opposed to the fathers and the family choosing their mate via courting. I'll choose my own mate, Ariel. Or Jasmine. All right, sounds like Jasmine Disney stuff. No, I refuse to give you. Father, do not bring me my husband. I want to find love out there. And what happens? She's with the street rat. What does she do? She throws away the whole keys to her kingdom. To uh, what is Ariel's Jasmine? I mean, Jasmine's guy, the street rat. I can't even think of his name. <laughs> street rat. What is his name? I can't even think of the name. Aladdin is his name. Aladdin. All right. Oh, forget that kingdom, dad. I'm going to go with Aladdin, the street rat. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, Aladdin, I'm in love with you. He proved his love. He rode on the carpet and he was a trickster and he was cute and happily ever after. What happened? I guarantee they didn't last. Where's part two of Aladdin? Where they broke. Aladdin was pookie. Prince Ali Ababa. She chose Prince Ali Ababa. Mm. <laughs> Aladdin was running game out here. What the hell? I guarantee you Aladdin cheated on Jasmine in the part two. <laughs> part two, Aladdin in the back with somebody, one of these poor peons in the back. All right, I'm ruining it. I'm gonna... <laughs> Let me continue here. Let me get to these super chats. Here we go. Yeah, he's a thief, a crook. That she took Pookie. Uh, Jasmine took Pookie of the film. That's the that's Disney for you. This is Disney. You got them mating with lions. You got a damn mermaid who can't talk, who want to come out the water. You got Jasmine who marries a Pookie, a Middle Eastern Pookie. And this is why relationships are failing. Riff, rat, street, trash. <laughs> Aladdin sold crack and she married him. All right, I'm done. I'm done. All right, shout out to ACDC in the building. All right, coach providing the, wait, coach providing those blue chips with a dip. Yes, indeed, eat the blue chips with the dip. All right, ACDC says also, coach, how do I get KM Lowe's moms to stop blowing my inbox up on Seeking? All right. Are y'all beefing in the chat? All right. Where are we at? Pimp Skywalker. It's not time to have children, but sectomy gang. Dude, it, I mean, listen, you do what you want with when having kids, but, you know, maybe I, I have no idea. I'm not going to explain that. Billy the Kid, vasectomy gang in here. Roar. All right, Daniel McGee, I'm a six-figure maintenance tech, and I have all my bill money for 2023 on the side already. Now, that is a blue-chip mindset. 
He says, all my checks for next year will be pure profit. God dang. He says, at my job, shopping for a 2019 and the 2020 Corvette. Wow. Boy, that is a mindset. That is a mindset. I used to talk about that. I used to pay my rent months in advance. My whole point was I'm going to get my rent money or whatever it is, mortgage, whatever you want to do, pay it in advance. Pay it in advance so that when you get your next checks is profit or profit or you actually got to save for the next year. So that's kind of how I dice the finances. And um, and and he's buying a used vehicle, which is smart, which is smart as well. All right. Buying new vehicles. I talked about this in my book, Free Agent Lifestyle. All right. How to leverage um, leverage people who work in the auto industry to actually um, uh, deal with auto brokers, not buying new cars, not financing new cars, certainly not financing new cars. I don't think I've bought a new car in a long time. Um, it's always been used and mostly cash. All right, I bought my BMW cash. He says, use vehicles, lemons. I still got these cars. These steel cars, these cars still work. All right, um, and I drive them less because I have multiple vehicles. Uh, be careful with multiple vehicles. When the tires hit and the maintenance hit, <laughs> right, if they hit all at the same time, one's going to be parked. But um, I bought a BMW 5 Series, pure cash. I bought my truck cash, all right? I ain't going to tell you how I bought the Porsche because that's during the period of time that uh, private investigators were looking. Um, I rented it. All right, anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> all right, so, yeah, man, people see those things. I went to the car lot. Get, give me that one. Give me that one. They was like, all right, here, let's go ahead and let me run your credit. I was like, run what credit? <laughs> One what credit? What credit? We ain't running no credit. It was like, what? what? Anyway. Do you need good credit for a Porsche? Do you need good credit for a Porsche? Um, that's a whole nother show. Well, somebody says I had negative FICO, then no. I mean, dude, you can build credit without uh, car loans. Car loans, is, car loans, building credit with car loans is not what you want to do. All right, that's not a way to fix your credit. There's other ways to really work on your credit. Guys, join the money mindset. Vlad, we go over this. Car loans are not going to improve your credit that much. More than likely, you're going to damage your credit with a car loan. Okay. You guys, you damn Nissan, going to the damn Nissan dealer i want to fix my credit with this car loan 21 percent interest on the damn loan you guys got seven years you guys got 84 months 784 dollars per month on a vehicle that got eighty thousand miles and you talking about fixing your credit <laughs> all right come on man you ain't go damn fi fix your credit with a damn 70 70 uh seven years 84 month seven hundred dollars a month car loan on a used vehicle that's a lemon anyway that's not gonna fix your credit they 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 screwing you around you're gonna fix your credit on 21 percent interest <laughs> man you better pay for that damn car you better get $5,000. Dude, I bought a BMW 3 Series for $3,000 cash. It was an older car, but I bought it cash. It looked nice. I rolled it around till the wheels fell off, right? And then 
And then I bought a five series BMW for less than $10,000 because BMW's value plummet, dude. BMW's values plummet. So I bought that car. That car was seven years old, I believe. And it was the latest. I, I detailed this in my book, by the way. And it was the, it was the late, it was the oldest of the newest model. So it was a, it was the newest model, but they changed the body slightly of the newest, newest model. So it was still a current car. It still looks good to this day, under 10 grand cash. Okay. Cash. Okay. Then I bought the truck, bought the truck 2015 Ford. It was the latest of the newest model. It was like the last, by the time, like the previous model or the previous year was a way outdated model. So I bought the latest of the, or the earliest of the newest model, bought it cash. So anyway, them cars was not going to fix my credit if I financed it. By the way, if I financed those vehicles, both of those vehicles, those vehicles, I'd still be paying them off. <laughs> I would still be paying those car payments to this day on both of those vehicles. And then when you, what you'll do is when you finance these vehicles, used cars on used car lots, you're paying principal. I'm sorry, you're paying the interest only for two or three years. And then you don't even get to the principal until two and a half years, three years into the vehicle. And then what starts to happen? What starts to happen is the vehicle starts to break down. Your extended warranty expires. So not only are you making car payments, you're also car payments at a high price, which was the price three years ago. You're also paying maintenance fees for the repair. But it's gonna it's gonna impact my credit positively. Nah, no, no, no. That's not gonna no, that's gonna screw me over. All right. I pay what the value is at that time. I don't accrue interest. I don't take a I don't take interest out. I don't take a loan. I have the cash on hand. I pay it off. And then by the time it starts breaking down, I have the money to pay for it to get fixed. <laughs> All right. And you don't even have to buy BMWs. I just bought it because that's what I wanted. But yeah, man, this is how you get in a cycle that you can't get out of. And I think financing vehicles, look at my book. I wrote about this. Some of you guys haven't even read the book. People think it's about uh, women. And I'm trying to change a financial mindset. Financing vehicles is one of the, listen, don't take my advice on this one. New, 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 new world order. I think in my belief system, financing vehicle is financial suicide. That's the quickest way to cripple yourself is financing a vehicle. All right. And then financing cell phones would be number two. <laughs> it is. Financing not damn near anything is actually despicable, but it's it's the way you uh, use your money. You either earn interest or pay interest. Leasing is great. Leasing is a great option as well. Leasing is great, too, because you don't have the maintenance fee. You're still going to have to make, pay maintenance, but you can just turn it back in. And the value of the vehicle is going to plummet by the time you turn it back in. And, oh, one more thing. Most rich people lease vehicles. All right. Most wealthy people lease vehicles. They don't own vehicles. Vehicle ownership, unless it's a classic car or a car that holds its value, like a 911 is going to hold its value. You can buy a 911 still. It's going to cost you six figures, and it's an older 911. A classic car, a car that's near and dear to your heart, even those increase in value over time. 
you want to buy a low rider, they buy those, the weekend cars. They do not be out here buying cash Ferraris and Lamborghinis. <laughs> they lease them. By the way, I bought my car, uh, my Porsche from an exotic dealer. Dude, I was seeing them people coming in. They they do not deal with they do not deal with purchases. They deal with they deal with leases. Okay. Anyway. On a high, high-end vehicle, some people be leasing those. Anyway. Shout out to C-Dub. But anyway. See, we were here. Somebody said finance an iPhone. Oh, man, people, fi people finance iPhones all the time. As a matter of fact, they want you to finance those iPhones. And I'm like, why would you finance an iPhone? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Because they tack on all kind of fees. They actually lower the price, but then they have you paying for it per month. Nah. Nah. If you do that, eventually what's going to happen is you're going to finance everything, okay? And most people who finance everything don't have a lot of income. So their income is eventually you're going to hit. I don't even know what this is called economically. But eventually what you're going to hit is a point where you have more expenses than you have income. So you're going to hit that window because you're going to have rent and then your bills are going to be, then you're going to finance something off QVC. Then you're going to finance your vehicle. Then you're going to finance your iPhone. Then that monthly fee is going to come out. Netflix, all of these things are going to come out. We talk about this on the money mindset. You're going to be in the, you're going to be backwards. And so that you're depending on your check now to be able to pay your cash, pay your phone, pay your, yeah, over leveraged. You're going to be over leveraged at some particular point if you have a finance mindset. And I know a lot of people do this. They'll be like, oh, you could just put this on a payment plan. You could go on a QVC and they have uh, uh, 18 months. to, But you don't keep track of how many of these payments that you have. You end up having 20 payments that are monthly payments on shit that don't have no value no more. I mean... And then eventually you're going to over leverage. You, you can't control it. You can't control it. Somebody said it's called insolvent. You can't control it because you'll be like, okay, there's 50 months here, $50 here. There's $250 here for the car. There's, there's the rent. There's the iPhone payment. There's the, dude, you're going to have 50 of those. <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to do that for everything. And then eventually your income's not going to increase. You're going to leverage out. And then you're going to be like, something's got to give. What can I cut back? So you got to be careful about that financing trap. You can't finance everything. Choose uh, one or two things, and then the rest pay with cash. Um, if you can't afford to pay it with cash and you don't have five times the worth of it, which is the going rate, don't buy it. Because then you finance your Rolex. Then you finance your gold chain. Then you finance your gold teeth and your diamonds. Then you roll, uh, find, Then it gets out of control. Fourteen easy payments. Yep. Then, then you're waiting for the payments to roll off, and then when the payment rolls off, you're like, "Oh, I got an extra two fifty a month." Then you finance something else. Nah, don't do it, man. C Dub says, "Coach, I'm in rebuild mode and will be living in my car or office space, but I have a kid. How do you manage visitations with your kids when you did that?" So it was a short period of time, but what I did was uh, early on, early on, we we did the kids stay stable. We flipped. So she would go see her boyfriend 
<laughs> we were still married at the time. Oh, I'm going to see my brother. She was going to get her see her boyfriend. And then I would switch. And so it was like three days on, four days off, three days on, four days off. But when I went back, I went back to a car. She came back. She came back to the house. Um, And then eventually, then eventually I had to force myself into getting a property, which was a studio apartment, 400 square feet with two kids. Herbert Collins, PCGA, great content. Appreciate you thumbs up. But I actually talked about that in my vlog about my homeless period. So if you really want all of the details, go over there. Because sometimes it's not going to make sense. They're like, wait a minute, what, what, what was going on here? I'm not swindling you. Go check out the vlog. I detail it. All right. Where are we at here? Uh, let's see here. We got uh, my friends overcharged me on the cash app. No, that is Venmo. What did you say? Still catching up on your streams. Be careful about dropping dimes on the R&B artists. A few of them brothers follow and listen to y'all. All right, shout out to Verse Simmons. All right, that's true too. But uh, they can't get out of their own way. All right, relevant music. And remember this phrase, you either earn interest or pay interest. There's two types of people, people who earn interest and people who pay interest. Which one are you? Think about this. Which one are you? There's people who will over time earn interest at a smaller rate than the people over time, over a 10-year period who pay interest. If you're a person that pays interest in a 10-year period, you lost the financial game. You lost. There's no ifs, ands, and buts. You are behind. Versus 10 years of not financing things, paying things off in cash, and earning interest over a 10-year period, there's no way, there's no way in hell you won the game, the financial game. You lost. This is your mindset. This is the mindset we're trying to get you into. Is it going to work for everybody? No. Because some of you guys aren't patient. You want to get the Rolex now. It's not time for the Rolex. Relevant music, you got me rethinking the Tesla I ordered. But I'm in L.A., but considering Dallas, six figures don't hit the same in L.A. Yeah, boy. Mm. Yeah, man, when you make six figures in L.A., you feel broke. You, I mean, you literally feel broke. Somebody says you can do both. But, yes, again, listen, let's not play the gray areas here. Let's stay black or white. You can do both. What do most people do? Let's just stay on track here. Most people don't do both. <laughs> okay? That's like saying, do you want love or do you want understanding women? Well, you can do both. You could, but most people don't. Let's stay on point here. Most people do not do both. It is apparent. It is very clear. Most people can't do both. Most people are way overpay. And let's just be real. That most you can get in earning interest is maybe 6%. And that's if you're lucky. I mean, that's if you're a lucky normie. Most people pay 12, 15, 18, 21% in interest. And they are not doing both. They are not doing both. They are paying 15, 18, 20%. They are not chiming in on the 3% interest they got or the 0.001% in their checking account. They're not doing both. <laughs> okay, I get it. Yes, you can do both. But that's like saying you can win in here. Listen, that's, you could. But that's not a smart way to go about it. Let's get people to understand to get on 0% pay 
and try to swing them over to earning first, as opposed to trying to say, well, don't worry, guys, you can do both. You're probably not going to do both. You're going to be paying crazy amounts of interest. It doesn't matter if you're paying high interest on 15 different interest loans and you're making 2%. Does it really matter? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're doing both at that point. Okay. Uh, Albert Ingram, people say I waste money when I say I'll lease rather than purchase a home. Well, again, that's a whole mindset that we know that people in real estate are actually changing their mind on the whole rent versus own. Many people who own homes got torn up. <laughs> uh, I tried to prove this all the time. That's the same thing. People are like, oh, well, owning own a home is better than renting. N not in all aspects. No, that is not true. Depending on how you frame it, it is true. Most times people get screwed back in the cost of maintaining a house. Nobody ever puts that in. When they sell their house, they say, I bought my house for $125,000. I sold it for $170,000. I made $50,000. And I say, no, you didn't. You did not make $50,000. Okay. I know this as a person in real estate. You did not make $50,000. Okay, you probably put $50,000 into that house for sure. Not only that, the cost and time that it took to maintain that house, all them trips to Home Depot, all them damn, uh, all that kitchen and bathroom remodeling, all of those appliances you bought, the gardener, the landscaper, uh, come on. The hidden fees, the commission to the real estate agent, the interest you pay, you did not make $50,000. But it's okay. The roof caved in. The roof started leaking. You had to replace the roof. Ah, yeah, you didn't make no 50 grand. <laughs> all right, anyway, but it's all a mindset. It's kind of like when people go to Vegas. Hey, I made $5,000 on the Vegas trip. How much did you put on the tables? 10. You put 10K on and you got and you left with 5K. Sounds like you lost money. And you, on your taxes, you can write off gambling debt. And these people that make all of these monies on these Vegas trips where the house usually wins, these people who say they make money are writing off thousands of dollars in gambling debt on their taxes. But they say they made money. <laughs> we know you ain't make no money. If you made money, you, you'd own one of the casinos. Everybody would own a casino at this point. All right, but... uh. Who owns the casino? The house. Travis, Travis said, nope, let's go to Cash App. Travis said nothing. It's all a mindset, though. You can try to fool people, but you can't fool me with this bullshit, all right? Yeah, people try to fool me with all of these little games and the way they frame things. I'm like, you're not fooling me. Uh, where are we at? XL Pro Services is in the house. Yes, indeed. Brian Horsley is back. Indeed. All right, we got uh, Tasticles. Uh-oh. Pause. A wealth transfer from the impatient. A wealth transfer from the impatient to the patient. And, of course, making money definitely is a, imp, is a patient operation. This is why it's going to take you years to even just turn around. But your mindset has to turn around first. Doxy Trask, Rob got his first house on a visa 15K. 
Rob got his first house on a visa 15k. Well, that I don't even know where the house is, but I don't even know what that's who's Rob. Or maybe that was yourself. PayPal got me tripping again. Hold on for a second. PayPal will not let me sign in. They tried to make me play that puzzle game. <laughs> Whatever it's called. Mountains in the hills. By the way, this information is to be sold, not told. You're not going to get people who have masterminded this, give you this information over a two-hour period for free. So I'm working, working constantly to stay on track to become this permanently. It's going to take five, 10 years of intent and conscious effort to do it. It's not going to happen tomorrow, although there's been things that happen really fast for me. But it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. You still have to keep building. This is why wealthy people, you'll be like, but are you happy? These wealthy people are miserable because they look miserable because their money's tied up into these assets. They don't have liquid cash. They're actually gambling. And they're focused on making this sure that they don't lose. But at the end of the day, it's better to actually be there than to be actually losing and think you're winning because you're happy. Yeah. I'm not happy. <laughs> well, I'm winning because I'm happy, but you're the ones always complaining about gas prices and inflation and you didn't get no raise and you're not happy at your job. You don't get to see your kids. Your husband's not around. These people think they're happy and they're not. I know when you go home and close your doors, I know you're sick at night and you're stressed about bills. Just like everybody else. Do not try to say you're happy being poor. Do not try to say you're happy being middle class. There's no happiness in the middle class. There's no happiness in the middle class. It, there's not. Somebody says, coach is confusing a house you buy to live in versus a house you buy strictly as. I'm not confusing anything. What You're confusing it. Do not say I'm confusing anything. I speak generally. You're talking about investment properties, which is a tiff. That's totally different from a house you buy to live in. You confused it. I did not. I hate when people say I confused it. You think I'm supposed to give you every little gray area in here. I speak generally. Most people buy houses to live in, not investment properties. So don't come in here with this bullshit. Oh, well, you're confusing. If you buy it as an investment, stop tap dancing with this shit. I can't tell you everything in a two-hour damn show. I can't cover the what-ifs. I can't cover the low percentage of people that do investment properties. When we talk about buying homes, most of it is because people want to live in that home. I'm not confusing it. You added that in to use the gray area. You added that in to add the gray area in here. I'm not adding gray areas. I'm speaking generally. You confused it. I didn't. You're doing the what if and what you need to do. Most people have zero investment properties. So why would I even talk about that? I can't stand that because y'all be in the comment section with that bullshit. Well, you're confused and you're wrong about. And then it's always the what if. You know how many people have investment properties? Not that many. So it's not that I confused it. You added it. Keep it simple, stupid. Kiss philosophy. Keep it simple. This is a short podcast. Stop throwing in the what ifs. Stop throwing in the this is possible. We're speaking generally. Please. 
Otherwise, this is going to be an eight-hour stream trying to figure out all the what-if impossibilities. We're not even trying to do that today. Come on, man. They're playing semantics to confuse me. No, I'm not confused. You're throwing in possibilities, and we're not talking about that. We're talking very generally. Okay, chill. <laughs> chill with that bullshit. Because then they, you try to discredit me as if I don't know what I'm talking about, and you're throwing in the monkey wrench. You're throwing in the low possibility and saying, I'm confused. No, we haven't even addressed the small percentage of people that own investment properties. Understand. Understand that. Good Lord, have mercy. <laughs> it's actually, I, hey, listen, don't try to discredit me with the information. I get it. There's investment investors. But you didn't, you're, you're trying to point it out as if you, I was confused about it. And no, I'm not. Most people buy homes to live in them. Stay on track, people. Stay on track. Shout out to uh, Aaron says, how worthless I think money, or wait, how worthless I think money are here some, or money is, I'm sure. He says, also, I'm sick of worrying about the next year. But you're great. You're a great analogy maker. Sorry, there was a little bit of there was a little bit of grammar there. All right, here we go. Tyree sends me a TikTok. Another woman doing things backwards. Okay, so we'll cover that a little bit later. And Vans says, "What did you say, Vans?" Coach, I'm burnt out from working seven days a week, nonstop, for the last couple of months. I'm not complaining, but I feel the effects. Burnout is real. I have to push because I want to get my freedom and live on my own. I can't remember how old you are. I'm being treated as less than where I lived for many years. And even though I don't have an emergency fund, I want to. And I could lose everything if I make a move. I got to take a chance. Besides, I don't have long where I am always. Wow, there's a lot going on here. So you got to take a leap of faith. But let me tell you something, Vans. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe in yourself. If you don't have a belief in yourself, I mean, this is what game artists sell. You got to have confidence. I took a leap of faith doing. There wasn't any punctuation in that, by the way. I took a leap of faith doing this, right? Doing YouTube, all right? I did it in a you know place where it was unpopular information. Then I started doing live streams. That was a leap of faith. And it took me doing my full-time job, doing this in addition. Then during the pandemic, I went to two streams a day. If anybody knows why I do two streams a day. During the pandemic, towards the middle, towards the end, where my fitness business started to become less and less, the YouTube started to grow more and more. And there was a point where I was doing one live stream and that was it. Then there was opportunity for me to do two live streams because some of my clientele started to drop off, right? And, and they started to become weary about the pandemic. I didn't have access to gyms that I had access to. Things, uh, the kids started staying home from school. So there was no need to leave and transport my kids to school. So, I saw an opportunity to, to do two live streams during the pandemic. Now, whether I continue at that in the 2023, I'm still planning that out. I'm going, this is a significant, it affects my time significantly by doing two streams a day. But this came, up, um, this came 
because of the pandemic. And it was a gamble. I was like, are people going to watch me twice? Are people going to contribute twice? I actually thought that I'm losing money by doing two live streams as opposed to just doing one. I probably could just do one and make just the same amount of money, right? From contributions. Because people are like, I'm not donating twice. You see what I mean? So going into the future, it may not be a necessity to do two. And the environment might not be here to do two. Because people are now moving on with their lives. Or the environment can still be there where I take the second live stream and do something completely different. So that's a gamble, and it was a belief in myself. I actually had to drop clients that were guaranteed paychecks to do the second stream during the pandemic. Think about this. I dropped clients because dro clients were dropping me. They were becoming least consistent, but there were clients that were mad at me for dropping them. I dropped, very, I dropped a few clients that were paying me pretty good money per month. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do a morning live stream. I was just doing evening. I'm going to do the morning live stream. And I dropped about four clients that were guaranteed income. They would never drop me. I would never drop them. And I basically said, y'all, I got to go. Because there's an opportunity here during the pandemic. And that's the morning live stream. That's why I hear I was a pivot. And I was like, this is a gamble. This is a risk. The late live stream seems to be working. Let's see if people will watch the morning. Now, what happens? The morning live streams more watched than the evening live stream. The morning live stream actually gets more ratings. The morning live stream is way more popular than the evening live stream. So, guys, that's, that's, that's what it was about. You got to actually believe in yourself and believe in what you're doing before you pivot. Before you take that leap of faith, you got to have something that's always kind of almost kind of working. And then you got to go, bam. And then it also creates more content that I can put on the other channels. So, and then it, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, listen. Not everything's easy for everybody. It's not an easy choice. You got to make choices. You got to sacrifice. You got to be like, all right, you got to find the opportunity and have preparation, with e which equals luck. And you got to have a belief in yourself. You got to have something that's somewhat working. There's a whole bunch of things that go on that a pe person does. This is like when people say, oh, man, I'm tight on my bills. But you think a wealthy person, because they're doing well, is not tight on their bills. And that's a mistake. A wealthy person has more to lose when something goes wrong with their budget. So you might say, hey, can you give me $200? I know you make a lot of money. But you don't know a wealthy person has things, they possess things that require more money. And there's more sacrifice and risk. So if I give you $200, that could change everything. Right? I have a car. I have several cars. But I have a car that when the tires go out, it's $2,500. So that puts a real minimal, that, that puts perspective on things where, yeah, it's nice, but my tires go out, it's $2,500. Your tires go out, it's 500. If I lose my house, I lose my entire business. So if I can't pay my damn rent, your rent's due, motherfucker. I lose everything. I have no studio. I have no way to turn on the lights. I have no internet. That's big for me. You lose your house, you just like, well, I can just move in with my relatives. But I lose my house, I can't do what I do to make money. You see what I mean? There's a bigger risk. Once you start elevating up, everything becomes more risky. 
it doesn't become easier. It becomes harder. <laughs> it becomes more risky. You lose one thing, everything falls apart. As opposed to you where you're middling in this, I'm trying to be average and I'm happy to be middle class. You lose one thing, you just move in with your parents. So you guys got to really understand that um, once you raise up, it gets harder. It gets lonelier at the top. As a matter of fact, here's point number three right here. And then I'll try to keep it short. Check this out. Uh, listen to this guy right here. Let me see if I can do this again. Explain this. The velvet rope, the burning house, the VIP treatment. Let's go ahead. Here we go. I, like my father, did, and I don't want to be unknown uh, despite being the most wonderful father, despite being the, <clears throat> I don't know, I, as much as I love calling my dad a successful failure, I'd like to be just bloody successful. That's all. Honestly. You can take away the awards, the money. You can't take away the fact that I became Shah Rukh Khan. And they're right when they say, I didn't believe it. But believe you me, it is very lonely at the top. So you have to, you have to, have to be lonely when you try to be successful. Okay, big takeaway with that. The end point. You have to be lonely when you become successful. What do you guys want to do in your mindset? You have, to, you have a belief that everybody's going to rise to the top. I'm going to move in with my family. I'm going to save money. Well, problem is this. You're also going to limit your opportunities when you move in with your family. Can you do YouTube videos? Nope. If I had to move in with my family today, I can't do YouTube videos. My whole thing is busted. Okay. Now, that's just applying that mindset to me. That's going to lose me money. That's going to lose me opportunities. Not only that, my family's going to rehash stories, the same poverty mindset stories every night in which my mindset's going to get corrupted and put back in their mindset. It's going to be a debt. It's going to be a net negative to me. I can't do that because I'm a little bit more addicted to success. I like to aspire to be bigger things, and that's not going to get it. You also think you're going to keep all your homeboys and your homegirls and rise to the top. You're not. In my mind, when you get to success, it's lonely at the top because, number one, people don't understand you. Well, you got enough money. Why you keep grinding? Because I like it. I want more. You don't need no more. You're greedy. Or you need to give me what you have. I'll help you win. They don't help you win. So it gets lonely at the top. It doesn't get more populated at the top. Same thing with women. Does it get easier when you get more money? It gets harder. People think when you get more money, it gets easier. No, your palate's going to change. You're not going to go for low-hanging fruit anymore. You're going to look at 80% of the women as a loss, not a win. You're going to go for more attractive women. You're going to think you deserve it. There's not that many attractive women here. The cost of those attractive women goes up. Not only that, the likelihood that that woman can screw you by finessing you, the risk is way higher. So there's a whole bunch of things. You think it's going to get easier because you get money. It actually gets harder. You start trusting women le less because you're like, she only wants me for my money. So there's a whole bunch of things that people have to understand about these things. You think because you have more money, more women and, and more friends are going to be one ar around you and want to hang out. No, they're probably going to probably use you. 
Now there's going to be that one person. No, nah, man, you can have a whole posse full of people. There's that one person that's going to put the gray area bullshit in here and give me the example of some rapper or some football player, or blah, blah, blah. No. In general, this is why wealthy people hang out with wealthy people. They don't hang out with poor people. Because <laughs> there's more poor people than there are wealthy people, and they find three good friends as opposed to 50 so-so friends. It's three cool-ass people. Three people that can get you over. Three people that understand you. As opposed to 50 people that don't know who you, what you're talking about. 50 people that see you as a target. 50 people that can contribute nothing to you. 50 people that lean in on you. It gets lonely at the top. So with that being said, you are the nightclub. You have the velvet rope. I tell you guys about the velvet rope. The velvet rope gives you entree into a person's life. What is your velvet rope? What do you give people? How do you let people access to you? Access you? Do you let everybody access you? Do you let people just jump on your bandwagon and then you carry all the dead weight? Do you just let anybody in or do you let this velvet rope be entree to the VIP of your life? See, you open the velvet rope. Nightclubs open the velvet rope and they say you can come in. What are the qualifiers? Some people it's attractiveness. Some people it's money. As a man, you know, once you get into a nightclub and I give you entree, is that it? Is that it? Does everything behind that velvet rope come for free? Well, you know that once you enter the velvet rope, you got to pay an access fee to just get in. Not only that, when you get in there, if you want to get VIP treatment and bottle service, you got to pay for that. You want to buy drinks? You got to pay for that. You want the DJ to spin the record you want? You got to pay for that. You want the fine hose? You got to pay for that. You want the freshest clothes? You got to pay for that. See, once you get beyond the velvet rope, there's still a price that you have to pay to stay inside the velvet rope. Nothing's for free. And that's how I treat my life. Hey, you want to get in? Cool. Now what you going to do when you get in here? Everything else costs. There's a cost for that. So you can't just be in here and then just leech off of me. You got to start doing work. You got to actually do what I want you to do. There's a code when you get inside the velvet rope. Yeah, when you get in here, there's no sagging jeans. There's no sneakers. There's no, no you still in the velvet rope have to do what? Put on some damn clothes, wax, shine your shoes. You actually have to dress for the part. There's rules to this. You don't just get to come in and then tell me what you are going to contribute to me. No, I tell you what you're going to contribute to me when I let you inside this velvet rope. That's how you have to operate your life. Okay. You have to operate your life. Like if you're not, this is why you're losing. Because you let people into your life and then you don't tell or dictate what they're supposed to do. There's no standards of operation. You don't charge them. Continue to charge them. Yeah, you're here now, but I'm going to still charge you. Huh? What? Nah, you should do this out of loyalty. There's no loyalty here. There's a standard. I have a standard. And I decide who's in and I decide who's out. The people that I want here are people that can contribute. Huh? But y'all not ready for this conversation here. Look, y'all want to all rise the same. Y'all all, all want to just invite anybody in. You want to have all of these friends and be social and be cool. At the end of the day, those people aren't paying you back. You just let anybody in because you're desperate, lonely. I don't know what it is. You think you're all going to rise up together and it's not true. It's not true. Not everybody rises up together. The cream rises to the top. Everybody else stays to the bottom. 
Okay. What about the burning house? So look, we're in a burning house right now. We know our economy is going to shit. We know these people are trying to take over. New, 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 new we know the poor is getting poorer. The rich is getting richer. Okay. Now you're in a burning house. Your house is burning right now, but you have a couple of minutes to grab what you need to grab. What do you need to grab? Are you going to go get your family? Yeah. If you're your media family, your kids. Yeah. But I'm talking about, are you going to take your family and leave everything else behind? Are you going to take the things that you use to build your life until that point? Are you going to grab that? Are you going to hold on to gender, racial uh, politics? Are you going to hold on to that? I, I want that. I'm going to leave all the things I worked hard for. Are you going to grab your car? What are you going to get? What are you going to grab? Are you going to grab your ideology? What, what, what is it that you're going to grab in the burning house? You got one minute. Grab one or two things. Don't grab everything. You can't take everything with you. It's going to take too long. You're going to succumb to the smoke. I want you to think about this because now, now I want you to apply it to the burning house that you live in here right now. We're in a recession. There's no more denying it. There's no more doom and gloom. The house is burning. If you wanted to change your life tomorrow, what do you go grab? If you grab nothing, you got nothing. Okay, you got nothing to work for, but you can get, you got a minute. You got a minute. Are you going to hold on to let's bring all our race together? Are you going to hold on to let's change women to get them to submit? Are you going to hold on to Joe Biden? Are you going to hold on to Donald Trump? Are you going to hold on to your mission? Are you going to hold on to your one, three and five year plan? Are you going to hold on to your laptop, your computer? What is it going to, what are you going to do? But you can't take everything with you. In order to change your life for the best, you only can grab a few things. And the things you grab are going to dictate your next 10 years in life. So if you want to grab on to let's get the community better and let's stop the violence, go ahead. But I think that that is a useless grab. Okay. This is why I don't get engaged in this. Read my book, Free Agent Lifestyle, Chapter 3, Don't Box Yourself In. This is why I think that's a useless grab. The house is burning. You need to grab something that you can leverage. Something that then you can actually correct the fact that your house is burning. Going back to grab useless things is not going to help in a situation where we're in a desperate need to correct ourselves quicker. Okay. Grab onto your investment, your, your portfolio, your 401k, whatever you need to grab onto, you only get two. You can't grab onto everything. And I think what people are doing is trying to hold everything, give up nothing in advance. That's not how it works. <laughs> Same thing with a marriage. When a marriage, you have to give up something. In a marriage, you have to give up something. In this time, there's both people, men and women, that want to give up absolutely nothing. And it's disingenuous. It violates the social contract. Men are giving up their seed, their time. They're giving up access to their resources. They're giving up access to their future resources. Women are giving up absolutely nothing. They don't want to get in shape. They don't want to listen. They want to maintain options socially. They want to go out there and have kids and hold on to their career. And men are not going for it no more. They're like, no, what the hell? What do I get out of this? You get me. That's no longer enough because there's women selling it for a lot cheaper. So this is what's happening here. People are trying to hold on to everything, pretty much nothing. You're holding on to nothing that can advance you. Then you're trying to get people to commit something and it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. This is the same as your mindset financially. You're trying to hold on to everything, your race. You're trying to hold on to your masculinity. You're trying to hold on to your position in life. You're trying to hold on to your useless job. You're trying to hold on to your family. You're trying to hold on to your religion. You're trying to hold on to your political ideology. You're trying to hold on to everything 
and you're not willing to drop what you the the useless things to pro progress forward. I come onto this show and you're trying to put those things on my back and I don't need them because my house is burning and I only got time for two things. I can't handle everything else. This is what I do. I can't handle a marriage right now, especially a lopsided marriage. I can't handle a girlfriend right now. It would be useless for me to have a girlfriend. She would give me nothing. Especially a modern day girlfriend. They're leeches and they come in starting as leeches and that's how they end up. So it's useless to me. Sometimes you got to give up access to your kids if your ex-wife is acting like a, a clown. All right, all right, you have them. I got to move forward. Some people aren't willing to do that. I want to hold on to my 50% custody. I want to hold on to my 20, 30% custody. Okay, go ahead. Mm. And you keep fighting your ex-wife on the daily. <laughs> You're holding yourself back. How long are you going to hold yourself back for? You're holding on to your anger. You're holding on to your rage. Guys, come on. You got to get rid of all of this shit in order to move forward. You got to give yourself the VIP treatment. You got to realize this is only your one life. Got to get to your one life. Got to think about this. Look, man, I ain't got time for this bullshit. These people want to go out here and play games. I don't have time to play games. I got to move forward. And if people want to guilt trip you for that, let them guilt trip you. But in five, 10 years, the difference will show. Five or 10 years, the difference will show. You're holding on to a girlfriend that wants to play games and she's acting childish. Get rid of her ass. Get rid of her. Get rid of her. Stop holding on to that shit because she's not an asset. Only hang around assets. This is why I'm like, oh, all of these straggles and scab peeling skeezers that men are bragging about getting are worthless to me. They're worthless to me. And you're impressed with yourself and you discuss me on this side. I'm going, you're not impressive. How was that impressive to me? I'm looking at these scab peeling skeezers that you're lusting after and they're not impressive. What did I call them? They're unimpressive women or you can flip it to men these are unimpressive people the only thing that makes them impressive is what they can do between their legs well i can buy that for a minimum price mm. not only can i buy that i can buy that directly from the person that you're saying that you've achieved great things with and she sells a bit on the side what do you want me to do with this information anyway time is your most valuable asset i'm done let me get to the uh let me get to this. Yeah. Okay. Let me delete that. Let me delete that. All right. I think we're done with that. Let's get to the contributions. Stop thinking through your song. I think men who think with their Johnson, you're losing. You're going to lose for sure. You're going to lose for sure. You're guaranteed going to lose. It's a guarantee. It's not even close. You're going to guarantee to lose in life. Okay. How many rich people hop on here? And I'm not talking about rich. I'm not talking about they're good financially. How many, I'm not talking about crypto rich. How many people jump on here that are rich, patting themselves on the back on peace leave? Think about it. I know you can find a few. But it's very few compared to the amount of poor men that are patting themselves on the back for scab pinling skeezers. I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, wealthy. I don't get it. Matter of fact, I've been around wealthy men. I've been around a lot of wealthy men. 
if I bragged about how many women I'm getting, they'd look at me like this. They'd be like, they look at me with pure disgust because they know I'm smarter than that. They're like, dude, you're smarter than this. This is why you're where you are. This is why you're fighting your scallywag ex-wife for custody of your kids. This is why you're driving a used BMW. This is why you live in an apartment. This is what they're thinking. They're looking at me like, now, I like you. I see your hustle. I see you're ambitious. You're smart. You're intelligent. But you're bragging to me about these low-quality tender thoughts that you are smashing. They don't get it. <laughs> they don't get it. They're looking at me like, dude, that's why you're struggling. Because <laughs> I never hear them bragging. I never hear them bragging. And let me tell you something. They're getting long-legged, flat-back escorts <laughs> when they travel. They're banging girls in Cancun and Cabo. They got girlfriends on the side that they're hot chicks. Girls at the junior college, they got them. They're getting them. Don't think they ain't getting them. When they go, they're going overseas, they were passport bros before it was even thought about. They got secretaries they've been banging for 20 years. I mean, long-legged uh, Stacey Keebler-looking secretaries. They got one hot woman that would add up to the five scallywags you banging. They got them. <laughs> and they're looking at, let me see what you're talking about. They looking at this scab-peeling woman that you're bragging about and they're like what what so they don't get it they're like and that's exactly where you they, they look at me and say that's exactly why you're where you are and that's the bottom line they're like you got a crazy ex-wife you got single mamas after you you went child support you banging scallywags off a of tinder and bumble and you wonder why you're broke You wonder why you can't get over. You wonder why you can't buy a house. You wonder why you can't get investment properties. You wonder why you ain't got no retirement. You wonder why you ain't got no stock portfolios. You wonder why you don't got a 9-11, and I do. <laughs> That's why. You wonder why you live in Tupelo, Mississippi. You wonder why you live in Columbus, Ohio. You wonder why you ain't around the best of the best. That's why. Bottom freaking line. And the dudes that keep bragging about it, well, I teach you how to get girls. They're always not the guy you want to be in your life. Like you never say the rest of his life has it. All he hit, all he's using is women that they never show the receipts for. That's all they use as, as proof. You're like, dude, you don't want to be that guy. <laughs> anyway. Somebody said you're a wagey. Is that what Andrew Tate says? Yeah, we call you guys wage slaves or slavery. You're on salary, which was, if you move the words, the letters around, you're on slavery. You're an indentured servant. You're an indentured servant. All right. 
let's do the super chats then get on with the uh the rest of the contributors where are we at here shout out to herbert collins did i get you pcga great content i did jason ward i bet that's one of the reasons your baby mom is mad that you probably thought you were going to stay down bad 100 percent 100 percent um a lot of times the worst thing a woman can do ladies i want you to listen to me if you're in here right now this is a, this is a word for you the worst thing you can do is take an ambitious man and drop him in in his 30s as he's trying to climb out most of the reason why he can't climb out is you once he once you get rid of him and you dump him you divorce him and he starts to go and take off the reason why he took off is because you period and then once you see him rising it was because it's the absence of you that allowed him to rise. You were keeping him down. The reason why he could not support you is because you were holding him down. You were the dead weight. And once he got rid of you, he was able to rise up. And now when you're in your 40s, you're going to want to crawl back. <laughs> All right. The reason why he's successful is because he doesn't have you anymore. All right. Anyway. Uh, but you're right. People want to see you lose when they get rid of you. See, he was a good for nothing. But the fact that when you start winning, they go, oh, hell, it's crazy, man. Shout out to Real Paradox. Moved from Milwaukee to Houston last October. Went from 75K to 110, 110K. First things Ninja said was trying to convince me to finance a fancy car to flex. Milwaukeeans have a poor mindset. And I know this to be true. Yes, indeed. Dude, I didn't, I started winning economically way before I got the Porsche. All right. By the time I got the Porsche showed up, there was already a couple of years. But if you start winning and then you finance the car, you're probably going to lose pretty fast. You got to be patient. In men's life, you got to be patient. I'm sorry. You can't get it overnight. The, the few people that do, there's proof that some people do. Yes. Most people don't. So you got to be patient. Christopher J, young men, please put this wisdom before peace leave. Focus. Put the wisdom before peace leave. I'm not here to brag, but peace leave is, peace leave to me is, it's gettable. It's gettable on any aspect that I want to get. If I want to dig in the uh, mills and fat women, I got that over here. If I want to deal with young college age girls, I could get that. I could have access to that. If I want to deal with some woman in her mid late 20s, early 30s, I can do, it's gettable. And it's all purchasable, it's all leasable, it's all, I could, if I wanted to waste time trying to finagle these women out of sex and fooling them and selling them a dream, I don't have time for that, okay? Mm. Hi, how was your day? Good, how was your day? Oh, you wanna meet up? Oh, yes, oh, uh, come over around seven. Oh, okay, am I eating dinner or are we just gonna hang out again? Oh, you're gonna hang out again, but I'll order Uber Eats. Oh, okay, and now I'm over here. And then when you start touching on her leg, oh, I'm on my period. What the hell you over here then for? Why did you come here? <laughs> mm. Well, I thought you'd like to hang out with me. I don't. Get your ass back with that bullshit. Well, I thought we were developing something. What do you want out of this? I think you wanted something out of this more. Oh, baby, I want something out of this. I really like you. You can hang out now. Uh, now that you're on your period, um, I guess I won't touch you no more. I guess I got to waste three hours entertaining your ass. <laughs> Women that play those type of games, they're absolutely useless to me. 
You better tell me if you're on your period before I make a plan with you. Do not come over here on your period. <laughs> I ain't got no guy. I don't got no conversation for you. We got nothing to talk about. <laughs> you kicked out. So when I kick your ass out, don't go or get no hurt feelings. Well, what? No. Classy beats doubles up. All right. He says, I eliminate, I eliminate all my debt in his six figures last year. Currently renting and stacking up cash to invest. Looking forward to closing on my first investment property in the next three months. Shout out to the coach and hashtag blue chip mindset. Yep. And he doubles up. He says, also just wanted to say thank you for inspiring me to keep going on YouTube. I just got monetized on my main channel. I'll be monetizing on my stream channel soon. Wow. And I have three other channels. I'm growing. Thank you, coach. Indeed. Wow. Congratulations to you. To you. Rational irrationality says you have to disappear for a time for success. You got to disappear. You, you got to you gotta stop dating. Dude, there's no value in that. I mean, I know people want to do that. And they'd be like, oh, you could date and build. And I, I don't think so. I, I No. That person has to be of great value prior to you guys going into the build mindset. Like you're, you're, you're at your low point. You're going to bring in somebody that's willing to be with you at a low point and build with you. Very rare, extremely rare. The time investment and the opportunity cost in that alone is going to kill you. It's going to kill you. Cause you always got to keep this person happy. All right. Yeah. You got, you know, and not, not only that getting them to sacrifice and risk the way you think you need to to get to where you're going they're not going to stay with that very long very long they'll stay a little bit but then when you start pulling back you got to pull back with two people all right it's chicken noodle soup and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches okay i'll eat that today no we're going to eat that tomorrow then we're going to eat that the next day and we're going to eat that the next day see how long they stick around <laughs> they ain't gonna they're gonna stick around for a month eating that every night but not that long nope 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 no high heels no purses no none of that shit no going out oh let's let our hair down let's celebrate nope it's not time to celebrate we can't be all work and no play yes we can for these 90 days for these 180 days it's all work no play there's no going out to clubs. There's no going out to drinks. There's not going out to family dinners. There's no picnic. There's no nothing. We're eating leftovers and leftovers and leftovers. That's what we're eating. She's not going for that. <laughs> okay. But what I know is I can eat a bunch of chicken noodle soups and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on one slice of bread. I can eat that for a long ass time. I can eat it way longer than her. And I'll be willing to eat it way longer than her. And that's a fact. Okay. <laughs> anyway, shout out to T-Mon Jr. Coach, these streams where you are more serious are very valuable. The humor is great, but sometimes the community and the community needs this. Indeed. Jason Ward, this show helps 100% because you cannot have these conversations um, out in the world, like this out in the world. You can't. And then people will think that I'm browbeating you, right? I, I'm not browbeating you. I'm not, I don't, that's not my intent to make you feel bad. Dude, I've been down bad. You're seeing me winning right now slightly. Dude, I was down bad five, six, seven years ago. 
10 years ago, certainly I was down bad. Okay. What did it change? I, I adopted this thing called the free agent lifestyle. At some particular point, this is not going to be free information. Okay. Because if I continue to climb, it ain't going to be for free. My ass is going to be up there in a pinstripe suit. Looking like Steve Harvey. <laughs> and there's going to be a high ticket for admission. I guarantee you in five years, you're not, you're going to do nothing in five years. I'm going to do something and the difference will be seen. I will be wearing gaiters. <laughs> no, <I'm just> playing. <laughs> and you're going to say, Hey coach, uh, how did you do? And I'm going to say, go back to the free content or pay up. Shout out to DJ B fit. Out in Walgreens to get a money order, and there was uh, a Coke bottle cutie right in front of me in line. The cashier said, we out of plan B. Whoa, out loud, and he started shuffling. Wow, she started shuffling. Holy mackerel. See, that's the other thing about it. Let me give her the shuffle. Good Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I can do some shuffling, too. Look out, man. What you going to do? Look out, boys. It's coming through. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Um, one thing that 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 describes, and we'll get to the cash apps and all of that stuff. One thing I know is that women over the age of 22, they're getting throttled on a daily basis, bro. They're getting they're getting piped down. Okay, I know this. There's no if ands and buts. There's no play. There's no well. There's some good women that aren't in here. I'm not playing that game. That's like the gray area everybody keeps bringing up in here to try to. Well, there's some good women that aren't. No, no. <laughs> And if they're attractive, they're certainly got somebody piping them down other than myself at the moment. With that being said, doesn't matter how you're dealing with them on a spectrum. They're in a shift. They're they're constantly in a shift spectrum. They got the Chad or the Tyrone on the side. They got the guy they're talking to. They got the guy that's their sugar daddying for. They're trying to figure out if they need to sell a bit over here on OnlyFans. Then they try and they getting skeeted in. Then they're going on dates with dudes to pay. They're all in the spectrum. On the side is this one group of good girls that y'all are here looking for that don't have a high body count, ain't never sold nothing, that she's somewhat financially, fiscally responsible, has a career going forward, is willing to build with you, has femininity traits. You guys are in bizarro world with this bullshit. <laughs> Doesn't have mental health problems. No kids by other men. You guys are over here talking about I'm running game on those women only. You're in bizarre. You're delusional. You're you're delusional. I don't. You're also in the world. I don't pay either. You're you're also don't pay for these women either. <laughs> you're also getting them first. You're cracking their virginity. Straight up delusion. So when you see an attractive girl, you see, oh, man, she bad. She getting condoms, plan B, <laughs> uh, bipolar medication, broke. She jumping that rusty-ass Honda Civic from 1996 with the mirror, the passenger side mirror hanging off, tape all on her tail, her tail light. You're delusional. Stop the delusion, gentlemen, and stop the with the whole is possible to find. No. 
we're all dealing with the same group of people. It's just a matter of how we gonna deal with them today. Are you gonna date her? Are you gonna pay her straight up? Are you gonna pay her bills? Are you gonna be relationship material? Are you gonna get out of the delusional world for real? All right, you guys, you know, listen, we talk about women sound delusional. I'm starting to believe, and I called this out in 2019. I'm starting to believe it's the men that are delusional. <laughs> Heck with the women. I'm starting to believe it's the men that are the most delusional. That's what I'm starting to believe. Because I'm looking at all these segmented populations of groups in the red pill, and it's nothing but purple pill on steroids. And then you guys are out here exception to the rule on this one. And this is the solution for that one. And it's nothing but pure delusion. <laughs> and then you come up with something that people then came up with 50, 11 years ago. And it already been a thing. It's already been a thing. Traveling already been a thing. People done traveled. Damn Christopher Columbus done traveled and raped and pillaged the whole damn Western hemisphere. But we think we invented travel. No. Stop. I mean, listen, let's let's just get things in order. It's it's just purple pill on steroids. Let's get things in pro proper perspective here. All right, A.D. Austin, the Talladega County Sheriff's Office, said a 69-year-old Karen Hughes is wanted for questioning regarding an investigation involved in at least three car thefts. Guys, I'm, dude. Hiring, I think hiring women, hiring women, having women over now in a time where they're complete desperation is a gamble. It's a risk. It's a risk. It's a significant risk. So be careful. They're kind of desperate right now. If they celebrated the $10,000 in student loan debt relief, I would put them on a watch. <laughs> Because they just don't have a student loan problem. Their whole life is a problem. Okay. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Their whole life is hanging by a thread. And you are the target. 10K compared to what people owe in student loan debt is, is almost next to nothing. And they're out here crying and celebrating in the streets. You're in trouble. Do not marry that person. Shout out to Gary Clark, coach rough and tough out here in these streets trying to catch you live. Shout out to you. The grind don't stop. Hustle never quits. We love all that you do and keep teaching. We got money. I got money. And again, this isn't a dollar amount we're talking about. We're talking about financial freedom. Can you avoid all the traps? The Jimmy ZTT drops it off. He says the Jimmy ZTT coach is always on point. If you're dealing with a girl who refuses to do leftovers, she ain't willing to do anything else you need her to do, but be a leech on your resources. Rest in peace to chaos, chaos, T-Mon, PNB, Jelly, and the investigators new, in the new, building. New, new, new world order. Dude, people, hey, man, you need to take risks. I, I was, I was say this. I ate plates and plates of sh for a long time. Plates. Okay. And I got that from Triple H, by the way. You're going to need to eat plates of that to get over or you need a trust fund you need a trust fund but if you're coming from inner city mindset mentality you're going to need to really really reorganize who you are 
Javon P, appreciate your content, Coach. I'm 24, and I'm at the point where I'm willing to sacrifice whatever in order to get to where I want to be, which includes vices, friends, and all. A few thousand short of making my first 100K in my real estate sales business. Congratulations, 24. You're killing it. You're killing it. Congratulations, man. Everett Walker says, favorite stream of the week. No money to YouTube. Shout out to you. Thank you for that. YouTube ain't getting no check off of you and me. Black Sanzo says, facts, coach. Appreciate all the content. These are facts. I know people want me to cover everything and what the possibilities are. Well, there's a possibility over this side. No, I don't have time for that. Yes, you can invest in real estate as an investment. Yes, but most people don't. Let's deal with those people. If you want investment courses in real estate, go over here. That's not what we're talking about. We're not dealing with what ifs. You can make both. You can earn interest and pay interest. Most people don't. Most people pay, 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 pay. They never earn, earn, earn a damn thing. Not even on a checking account. So we're not playing the gray area game over here. Don't be in my comment section talking about I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. We're not playing the games over here. And the real reason why men, people are struggling is they're, they're trying to play the gray area. This is the reality. You're trying to play the gray area, but do, do you realize a gray area is just a loophole? A gray area is just a loophole. So what you do is you say, well, there's a loophole to that, and that's only going to make you take a shortcut that's going to set you back. Well, you can actually do both. No, get people to do one first. Get people to commit to doing one first to first then get them to the over. You can't play this game where, you know, I'm going to play interest and earn interest and pay. No, learn how to do one first and stop battling these loopholes. Stop trying to wriggle out in the gray area and then win. No, shortcuts are a man's downfall right there for Andrew. There's no shortcuts. There's no quick pill. There's no bailout. There's no safety net. Commit to one first and then go the other route. That's my philosophy. You could try with this bullshit. I'm going to be a house investor and I'm going to also own. I, I, I'm tired of these shortcuts. Now, again, could it be done? Yes, but stop going for the loophole. It's not. Don't go for the quick fix. It is hard to sell people because what they want is a quick fix. Okay, choose what side of the street you're going to walk on. Don't walk down the middle. You're going to walk down the middle on the yellow damn line. Guess what? You're going to get hit by a Mack truck. You're going hit to get hit by a straggle-daggle in her Nissan Altima. Walk on the left side or the right side. Eventually, you can cross the street. When you cross the street, then you can do what's over on the other side of the street. Don't walk down the middle your entire life thinking you're not going to get hit. Okay. Now, eventually, you can drive a 911 right down the middle of the damn street and you're good, but you're not going to do it right now. Okay. <laughs> here we go. All right. Anyway, uh, did, am I done here? Todd Carruthers says, Will you be making a move to Rumble? Absolutely not. Shout out to you. I mean, I'm already on Rumble. Again, most people are very, very secure in YouTube. 90% of the people are not going to follow you over there. Again, they did for Andrew Tate, but he's without YouTube. So he had no choice. And the people who wanted to see him had to go over there. What I would have to do is have a something similar. I would have to have zero and then go over there and have 100%. But most of my audience, if there's an option, they're going to stay here because 
first of all, that platform is not very well run and organized. It's actually disastrous. It doesn't work. It's inefficient. <laughs> and they don't suggest video. People are over here. Now, if I don't have any other choice, then I don't have any other choice. But why would I drop and then go over there? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. All platforms are never going to be in a position until they conquer YouTube. They're never going to be in a position where it makes 100% sense to drop and go over there. If you have no other option, yes. But that's just the way it is. Okay. And trust me, I've been in a situation where I had to consider it. And I would basically say, I'm willing to take a 95% pay cut. <laughs> I'll take a 95% pay cut to make this chance roll, roll the dice. They have no. Oh, what? Nobody's going to take a 95% pay cut. Take any YouTuber because we're on some sort of fringe content. Take any YouTuber. Ask Jake Paul. Is he going to just go to Rumble and just take a 95% dive economically? No, he ain't going to do that. Nobody's going to do that. Ask anybody that makes dog videos and they make, they, they got 500,000 sub subscribers. They drop a dog video and it makes 225,000 views. They make money. Cha-ching, cha-ching. They make $10,000 on a dog video. Tell them to go to Rumble. They're not going to do it, <laughs> okay? You, Rumble's got to be way to the point where you can say, okay, there's a, there's a viable comp competition out here. There's money to be made here. There's zero money, close to zero to be made on Rumble. Close to zero. Sure, they got super chats now for what I think, but they barely got monetization. It's not going to happen. Uh, most people are not going to make that choice. So until they become a viable competitor and their platform changes and you don't have any other option, you got to stay here until, until you got to stay here. Or you could just say, forget it. It ain't about the money. And people that go straight to Patreon, there's people that say, no, no YouTube, I'll go straight to Patreon. Well, small percentage of your audience is going to go over there. Small. At some point, it will be viable for me to do that. It ain't now. This ain't the time. <laughs> we go here. I'm sorry, but uh, they, they're, not, they're not even ready yet. They're not ready yet. Or could they be? Yes, but they're not ready right now. They're not ready for that. They're not giving you an equal exchange, a fair exchange. Uh, Brian Horsley, God dang, you dropped this wallet. Thanks for another inspiring blue chip stream. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Lamar says paid house. You paid house, no house payment, not supporting a 304. I got money. I got We're money. here for a little bit longer. Why? Like, think about it for a guy like Lamar. He paid off his house. Why would he move a woman into that house? Think about this. Why would a, why would he says, have YouTube and rumble? There we are in the gray area again. Okay. Am I going to focus the same amount of attention on rumble as YouTube? Why would I do that? Okay. Um, yes, I have both. I have, I'm over on rumble. There's two channels over on rumble and everybody says that there's links in the description box, but I got 200 people following me on rumble 200. <laughs> despite the fact that the link has been there i don't post regularly but it's there 
this there for you to click. Only 200 people have done it. But yet I have over 350,000 subscribers on YouTube. Okay, but let's go back to what he said over here. We got a little bit of time here. Um, if he paid off his house, why would he move a woman into his house? If he paid off his house, the dumbest thing he could ever do was move a woman into that house. Because if he does, now she's living rent-free. She's putting nothing into it. She's contributing very little. Most women are willing to. She's going to work her own job. She's going to come back to freedom. No rent. If you do a common law or a marriage, she can get that house that you've paid off. And she's going to want to interior decorate it. She's going to want to renovate it. She's going to make it an expense. She's going to make it an expense. Oh, man, boy, this seems like a bachelor pad. This needs a woman touch. She's going to put flowers all in it, flowers on your diamond room table. She's going to uh, want to change the furniture, change the damn drapes. She's going to want to move the silverware from this drawer to this drawer. She's going to want to buy this damn appliance and all it. Please. She's going to take it damn over. And then all of a sudden, you're pouring money into a house that you don't even need to pour money into. Oh, we should put a different floors in. We're going to put the different bathroom in. We're going to do, we should do this. We should do that. Now, if it's paid off, do not move her in. <laughs> She's going to create, it's going to be an expense. Now, all of a sudden, you're pouring money into a house that you don't need. They love to do that. They love to come into your space. They come into my space all the time. Wow, man, it looks like a man lives here. Exactly. And it's not dirty. It just has what I have, and I'm comfortable with having it. Oh, we should put this art piece up. We should put this. How much is that art piece? Two, three, four, fifty, eleven thousand dollars. No. <laughs> anyway, seventy thousand, seventy dollars a week on dead flowers. No. Yeah, somebody, and then she gonna hide your blender. Oh, you don't need this here. And why do we have this there? You should move this around. No, no, no. Chef Martel came in, came into some money, what to invest in. That's a whole different stream. All right, I can't tell you that. Plus, I'm not a financial advisor, so I can't tell you what to invest in. My friends overcharge me, doubles up. Still, oh, no, no, no. He says, all XXs see us dark hue men as lesser than. This is true. He says, oh, well, I'm not mad at all. Thanks for taking away my guilt for shopping at the United Nations of Meow. Yes, indeed. He says, I got fried chicken, baked chicken, curry chicken, arroz con pollo, and general, is it Sioux chicken? Yeah, man, I love to be flexible with mine. I like, the, I like all flavors. I like all flavors. I've sampled and dabbled in all flavors. Do I have a preference? Yes. Are all those preferences always good? No. But I like what I like, and I'm not ashamed. Oh, also, stop being ashamed of yourself. <laughs> right? That's a whole other thing. Most of your shame comes from people who ain't even going to give you nothing anyway. Van says, by the way, coach, I still believe you should start CGA University. That sounds too much like Andrew Tate's thing. So I don't want to steal it. I'm going to come up with a name. I think it doesn't Tate have the Andrew Tate University. What does he have? I don't want to look like I'm copying, but there is a void. So it is what it is. I sent a voice note with some ideas that I had, but I don't know if you ever had time to listen to it. Resend it again. If you didn't check it out. Uh, yeah, if you if you want to get a hold of me, you got to hit me up like a whole bunch of times. All right, because I'm literally like I'm focusing when I wake up today, I'm already focused on what I'm focused on. 
then you come in, you hit me with one email. Hey, if I if I find your email alone, it was like out of pure luck. Mm. <laughs> right. It was like out of pure happenstance that I got the communication. Like I just happened to have enough time to be like, all right, I'm tired of looking at feet right now. <laughs> Let me look at emails. <laughs> oh, free agent you. Oh, here we go. I like that. Somebody said flat back to university. But yeah, Kaylee University. Yeah, we could do that. Okay, let's get to the last few. Just be fit says I got multiple source, uh, multiple secure credit cards. I only use 20 to 30% of the limit, and I use my credit cards to pay off uh each other's balance. We had a great guy, Vlad P, that actually talked about that strategy on the money mindset. Um, if you guys don't know what the money mindset is, that is the Patreon level. He talked about that. Um, the that's a strategy, right? That is a strategy to use credit and to rebuild your credit, build your business credit. We talked about that as well. But join me over there on Sundays, right there. Okay, money mindset. It's always Sunday evenings, but it's football season, so we'll have to find a better time. AJT. Committed to my fitness, down 25 pounds in less than three months. Like Coach said, focus on one thing at a time. Focus on one thing at a time. Yep. If if it's, I say fitness first, work on your health first, change your mindset. Okay. If you're skipping gym sessions to go get women, you're, again, long-term, that's a fail. Short-term, yes. But if you're skipping your workout sessions to go hang out with a woman and go on a date, that's failure mentality already. Because the likelihood the date's going to work is low. The likelihood of your fitness paying off long-term is high just by one workout. Okay? Then work on your nutrition. Then work on your money mindset. This is a 10-year dig. It could be for you five years if you don't have any liabilities. Some people, luckily, it could be one to two years. But if you're not where you want to be, start with your health. Start with your, your nutrition. Then start with your money mindset. Dude, the women are a byproduct of all of this. But if you go in in reverse, the women are going to cost you. They're more likely not going to. If you go in reverse to have success with women and then think you're all of a sudden you're going to get on the health train and the financial train, that's going to be a long-term loss. Until you admit that, until people admit that, I don't want to hear shit about game or mouthpiece or looks money status. I don't want to hear nothing about it. Your mindset got to change first. <laughs> the dudes you listening to with that BS, look at the, just look at their receipts. Just ask them for it. Give me, give me, give me a receipt. <laughs> You're going to look and go, damn, that's your, that's your end result. That's how you ended up. I'm not trying to take away from them, but I think they're trying to take away from me by saying that I don't know what I'm talking about. Look at what they ended up with. And then ask yourself, was that the end goal? <laughs> because that end goal, that's what I was doing when I was out there banging Tinder and Bumble honeys. I, that's what I had. That's what I was doing already. I'm supposed to give up everything. And then get that in the end. What the hell? I was already banging women like that. Better looking ones. 
If that's success, shit, I already had it. All right, anyway, man, I'm just messing around. Anyway, shout out to DJ Fit. Last one, fixing and building credit is not hard. He says there are companies there out there to help clean up and boost your credit as low as $99 a month. Be careful with that, but he says hashtag CGA and blue chip mindset for real. Uh, be careful with that, but choose the right one. But yeah, you can clean up your credit. Figure out what you want to clean up your credit for, though. Um, really realize what you want to clean your, your credit for. Are you cleaning up your credit to do what? Buy finance a vehicle? Maybe not. Maybe not need them. But in order to get you a better business, your business line of credit, improve your chances there to secure financing from banks that you can use to leverage. By the way, last point here. In order for you to get to that million-dollar status, you're going to have to start borrowing money from banks or institutions that buy that 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 are willing to lend you money that you can leverage, not buy consumer goods, not buy um, really houses to live in. Do I have to clear that up? <laughs> not buy houses to live in. You can buy them for investments, obviously, with that money, but. Most people, that's how you get over, right? But what happens is you guys think, like, I'm going to become a millionaire. Let's just say it's a millionaire. You guys think I'm going to become a millionaire and you're going to earn $1 million, right? <laughs> Most people who are millionaires probably didn't earn $1 million. They did not net $1 million. What they did was, they did something. They created multiple revenue streams. They got residual income. They created passive income. Then they used income to borrow money, smartly use the tax code to leverage that and buy assets. And then they became millionaires. <laughs> okay. That's how you become millionaire. And most of the time, you don't have it liquidly. There's not liquid millionaires. Like millionaires don't have, many of them don't have a million dollars liquid. Like many of them can't be like, okay, let me pull out a million dollars. Many of these people who are millionaires borrow from financial institutions to buy assets that made them net millionaires. And then also they take those proceeds and buy more assets so that they're really less flexible on, on uh, liquid assets. He says, I can't write all of that. Fact. That's the, that's the reality of it. Even people that got a lot of money don't have what they're worth in cash. So one thing you got to change your mindset is, is um, you want to see a million dollars liquid. They're probably not going to get there unless you're worth $50 million. Or let's just say $15 million. Many of it is going to be tied in investments. Many of it is going to be tied into the market. Because just to be truthful about it, if you have... X amount of dollars, $260,000 in one financial institution. If you have $261,000, uh, that, that additional income is not protected by the federal, the FDIC. So it would almost be not as smart, especially in this economy, to have too much money in a bank, in one bank. Especially in an American bank, you could have some money overseas and whatnot. And even then, you can't get the money out tomorrow. You can't get the money out tomorrow. If you own one house and you say, my house is worth X amount of dollars, you can't get it tomorrow. 
That means it's not liquid. That money is invested in that vehicle, and it's only worth what it is in that vehicle. As soon as you translate it to something else, it doesn't have the same worth. I mean, there's a whole bunch of things here that we could talk about. So um, I think if in the millionaire mindset, money mindset, you want to be a millionaire, but you don't need a million dollars liquid. You could be a millionaire by owning a co-op. You can be owning multiple, you can own uh, multiple family um, rental property. You can own several single family homes. You're a millionaire. You're ahead of the game. You're ahead of 90% of the people. You can own several assets, several classic cars, millionaire. Is it millionaire liquid? No, not many people are millionaire liquid anyway. Not even the rich, rich people. So anyway, anyway. Bitcoin millionaire, if you will. There was a lot of millionaires on Bitcoin. A lot of people say you only earn thousands of dollars a year. You're a thousandaire. Not really. No, I could have assets. You don't know what assets a person owns that could make them a millionaire. So uh, anyway. Yeah, if you have a business, if your business is somewhat worth or can produce or is an asset and it's a million dollar business, well, your business makes you a millionaire. But you could be, you could be still paycheck to paycheck. But the business is a million dollar business. Well, are you a millionaire? Yeah, I mean, in in a sense, yes. Your business is worth. Matter of fact, let's say you're a YouTuber, and you're a YouTuber, and you grow a channel, and the channel over a five ten year period could make you millions of dollars. Are you a millionaire? It could earn you millions of dollars. Same thing as uh some of these people, and I heard this from Saint in the Center. He's pissed off about this. A lot of these haters will mess up your YouTube business and they're costing you millions of dollars. They're costing you millions of dollars because this platform is going to be here forever. Whether you're here on it or not, that's another thing. But when they start messing with your money, that's messing with millions of dollars. And that's a fact. So you guys think that this is a game. It's not a game. There are some people, there are some people on YouTube that got million dollar businesses on this platform. And sometimes they don't look like it. Matter of fact, it's in their best interest that they don't look like it. Because then it would affect their money going forward. So they actually tamp down the look of themselves. They don't flex. They don't show it. They don't be like, look at the rolly and look at this. And now I got cold chains. They basically be like, okay, this is my, this is my lane. This is my lane. And this is what it is. This is what's going to continue to mo make money. And then also they plan it out in a five, 10 year business plan. And they turn this into a business, which could be a millionaire business for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So don't think that this is a game for a lot of these YouTubers. This is certainly a business and it should be. You shouldn't be looking like this is you make money off YouTube. She, there's people, there's people that make a million dollars a month. Is this a game? It's not a game. This is real deal Holyfield, and it doesn't take much for you to get over on YouTube. It does not, man. Dude, the point of entry is low. A camera, which everybody has, you can record any damn thing at this particular point, and you can get over. It's absolutely crazy what you can get over with. I'm watching YouTube. Dude, I just started this new channel, um, which is the Notorious CGA, and for some reason... It doesn't suggest red pill content to me. It's because it's very new. I don't think I follow that many channels. 
it's suggesting the normie content to me. It suggests normie content. And I'm looking at videos getting 7 million views, 8 million views, 150 million views. Sometimes when you log out of YouTube, you can see what the hell's going on. And I'm looking like these there's girls living out in the forest in the wilderness taking pictures of themselves wearing crop tops, but all you can see is their top of their chest. And they are holding goats and, and kittens and, and pigs. 150 million views. And I show up to their channel. They got 2 million subscribers. I'm like. What the hell going on? See, my other channels are linked to Red Pill, so that's mostly what I get in some sports and some video games. Sign out of your YouTube. Sign out of your YouTube and look at the suggested videos. You'd be like, what in the hell going on? Hold up for a second. Wait a minute. Let me go on and get me a pig. <laughs> Let me get a pig. What the hell do I got to do? Move out in the middle of the desert? Walk around with coyotes with a naked chick? What the hell is going on here? And you know how much money these people are making? I'm sitting there like, what the, oh my God. I'm like, this is absolutely insane. Yeah, I'm like, what? Yeah, the ASMR videos. I'm like, this is absolutely insanity, right? And so this, it puts things in perspective for you. What's hitting and what ain't. What people are doing and those people are doing it and they're staying in their lane. They're doing their own thing. Crazy. They're making thousand dollars a month. I mean, a week, thousands a week, millions a month. So this is not a game. It's not a game. And I want you guys to think this in this red pill. We have our own space, but it ain't no game. Do not treat this as a game or any business that you're in or anything that's hitting. When people start interfering with that, this is going to create a problem, right? People will get the fisticuffs, if not worse, when you start messing with people's money. And my money definitely been messed with. Okay? And most of it by these clicks that we have in the red pill, for sure. Because people say, oh, you don't agree with this person. We're going to mess with your money. This is um, this is a dangerous game people are playing. Because this is a long term. He says, you two become a propaganda garbage. Go to Rumble. Oh, we got to go to Rumble people again. <laughs> you got to go to Rumble, Rumble people. Yeah, just drop the bag. Just drop the bag. <laughs> just fumble the whole bag. Go over there and just preach. He says, coach, get a 304 on camera. I, I Listen, I'm looking going, I'm a hire a woman, right? Y'all won't even get suggested the videos. Y'all won't even get the video suggested, all right? It's going to be a whole different side business, side hustle. Y'all ain't even going to know about it. I'm going to be somewhere in Ireland with a redhead and some goats. I got to fly from... <laughs> I got to fly to Ireland. I'll do the live stream for Ireland. What you doing in Ireland? Uh, you know. <laughs> I just got to, you know, her feet going to be out in the thumbnail, all of that. I'm like, God damn, I can still do this. But I will have some, I, look, what's selling? What's hitting? But no, man, I still, I love doing this because this is a passion. It's a passion of mine. He said, go to Scotland. For real, before I hey, before I go to Rumble full time, that's where I will be. I'll be like, oh shit, hell no! All right, let me go find me a redhead in Scotland. Let, let's do this shit. 
All right, that'd be way before I go over to Rumble 100% of the time and zero over here. It ain't even close. Log out of your YouTube and look at it. <laughs> Log out of your YouTube and look at the suggested videos. I'm like, whoa, holy mackerel. I'm like, this is just insane. All right, I did get one more chat, and then, then, then we're going to get out of here. Okay. Uh, was it from Avery? It wasn't. All right. What else is in here? But also, it's it's hard to switch lanes. So whatever whatever you're doing, you could have multiple pages. You can just not be seen. You could just not be seen on the other page, and you can do whatever you want. It's a business. All right, shout out to the coach gang. We're going to be out of here. Um, yeah, I'm looking to stay out of Europe. It's a little bit of a mess. Somebody says, I do that all the time, coach. Yes, look, you can have multiple YouTube channels, and your channel doesn't have to be the next channel doesn't have to be red pill stuff, but you can do the channel. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be in the videos, all in the videos, dancing. Matter of fact, just like a songwriter, Prince, Prince had trash songs that he gave out to Sheena Easton, the time Janet Jackson, right? He had trash songs that he was like, I ain't going to sell that. He sold it to the Bengals and he made money. So he pivoted and said, I can't sing all these songs. What can I do? I can leverage that by being a songwriter and give it to these people and let them take off. All right? That's a business. Dudes that started um, rap groups like the Hot Boys, and then they did what? We're all solo artists, but this is the group artists. And then now we're going to sell these all guys single off. And then there's one producer, and they kill it. It is what it is. Yeah, what's the other girl? Uh, Sheila E., Sheena Easton, The Bangles, Janet Jackson, The Time. And all the music sound the same. All right. If you listen, to, if you close your eyes, it sounds like Prince. But he hired these people to do the damn singing. Yeah, Vanity Six. It's crazy. So anyway, shout out to the Coach Gang. That's your lesson for the day. And we out. Peace. <laughs>